All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night, and you know what that means. It is time for the Wrestle Talk podcast. So let's go ahead and get this going the way we always do. Let's go ahead and get our guests in. Let's go ahead and get our other uh, host in here. It's the man with the most. It is the one and only the Night Owl. Ha <laughs> ha! Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa. Loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, what a pleasure it is to be in your presence once again for episode 344 of the WrestleTalk podcast. And guess what, guys? We've got a tremendous show in line for you today. Two tremendous guests. Tons of pro wrestling topics to cover. And guess what? It is the beginning of the month. And you know what that means. That means you're going to get yours truly. And bam, ba, da, dam, one and only Nightmare Jones is going to be joining us in just a couple of moments. But while we wait for him to show up, Hoss, how the hell are you doing? And why the hell do we have an echo? <laughs> Two loaded questions. Uh, Echo, I'm not sure on. Okay. And, uh, I will work on that. But I'm doing uh, I'm doing just fine, Night Owl. It's, uh, I'm glad to be here. Of course, Nightmare Jones isn't joining us until the second hour. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. I'm extremely excited about today's show, bro, for a lot of reasons. Number one, we're getting into a new month. The weather's starting to get nights outside, JP. And guess what, bro? Pro wrestling is just about back full force. As we saw at WrestleMania, they had a uh, a semi-full capacity crowd, as much as the state would let them. It went off without a hitch. And then just last weekend, yours truly, was it last weekend or the weekend before, I actually drove my ass four hours west into the middle of Bumfuck, Kansas. Small little town, a very nice and warm little town. By the name of Hutchinson, Kansas, bro. I'm going to tell you guys all about that show. It was tremendous. Got to meet so many talented people. But, JP, you know, we got to do what we always do about this time because it is not a Wrestle Talk podcast unless we ask every. Do, do we have the Carl Lewis? I just want to make sure before I throw. Do we got the Carl Lewis? Are we good on the Carl Lewis? Yeah, we got Carl. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America, damn it. Oh, say can you The land of the sea. Brings a tear to my eye every time I tell you. Every single time. Bro, I'll tell you what. I know we've got a lot of pro wrestling to get into. I want to make sure that everybody who's already tuning in does me a huge favor and hits that share button. Hit the share button. Share it to any pro wrestling groups that you're a fan of. 
Share it to your close and personal friends and family that you know have an appreciation for professional wrestling. Shoot, send it to that one friend that you just like to spam because he's always pissing you off and spamming you. Send the show. Maybe he'll accidentally open it, and that'll help improve our numbers, baby, because you know what? We got sponsors to satisfy. And speaking of sponsors, JP, let me tell you, man, we have some of the very best sponsors in the business, man. First yes, and foremost, do. first and foremost, man, let me thank. And by the way, I really love your background, bro. It looks tremendous. Uh, Jay Hollywood, Pat Milicic, The Conspiracy Farm, It's Me Speaking to You, Combat Everything. Man, they got a ton of great shows. And I have word that Pat Milicic may actually be competing in a professional wrestling tag team match in the very near future. And I can neither confirm or deny this, but I may be participating in that on some level. So stay tuned to the show for more information on that. Of course, bro, where would we be if it wasn't? For, um, you know, the folks that take care of our merch, we only got one type of merch because when you got the perfect merch, uh, John, why the hell would you have more than one, right? The Wrestle Talk podcast mugs, which I know you have your own, my friend. Mine is customized. It says the night all on it, bro. $20 plus shipping, and we'll send it to you wherever you want, man. Get your name on this thing, and I'll tell you what, it lasts a lot longer than some lousy T-shirt. I promise you that. That's Obviously, go ahead, go ahead, bro. I was just saying, that's a deal you can't beat right there, I tell you. Bro, I'm telling you right now, here's the thing. I try to tell people, this isn't like a Walmart mug. This is truly a bar-quality mug. You can feel it, the the, the girth, <laughs> pause, the girth of it is serious business. You're not going to easily break this thing. It's, it's uh you know, you can stick it in the dishwasher, no big deal. Or you can do what I do and never wash it because why does a beer mug need to be washed? You know, there's alcohol. It's always, it's constantly being disinfected is what I'm saying. So there's no need for that. So bartender, give me a beer in a dirty glass. All right. So as far as our sponsors, let me, let me one more sip, bro, because it's 17.5% tastier. Anything you put in here, scientifically proven, just uh, email me and I'll, I'll send you the study. Uh, it sounds like a plan. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. Okay. Well, I know you know. Damn, I'm talking to them, John. Jeez Louise, man. All right. Well, moving on with our sponsors here. Um, dude, Universe Mania 7. By far our most successful watch party to date. And guess what? We got new digs. If you guys didn't know, we're actually over at the Oak Park Mall now. And this is the creme de la creme when it comes to, to retro arcades, bro. We had the whole back room to ourselves. We had a 17-inch plasma TV, if that's even a thing, or is it 1080i, 1080i? I had a hard time keeping up with all those numbers. My point is, dude, it was fantastic. Free slice, free drink when you walked in the door, and unlimited gameplay from 5 until about 11 o'clock, which when I was growing up, bro, I always kind of dreamed of, like, being able to go to the mall at night and to be able to, like, skateboard and play hide-and-seek and things like that, John. Well, guess what? We didn't necessarily get to do any of that, but we were in the mall hours after they closed, and to be able to walk out of there as the last people, it was kind of like, it, it was a little nostalgic, man. I got to be honest. So, big shout-out to my man Billy. Big shout-out to my man DBD over at King K for always taking care of us. Uh, and speaking of Kincaid, bro, it also wouldn't have happened without Royals Mills Transportation. As you guys know, my Dewan, my buddy Dewan, he's my partner in crime when it comes to the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. So if you need travel in the greater Kansas City area, whether you're just visiting for business or you're coming in for pleasure to one of our watch parties, make sure you look up Royal Mills Transportation. And last and most certainly not least, I-70 Sports Media. Jeremy Carp has been kind enough to join us as part of Team Wrestle Talk. You'll see him on the show here periodically. This guy is covering everything from St. Louis, 
to Chicago and then all the way back to Kansas City and everything in between. So if you love the vibes here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, but you're like, man, you know what? I want to hear about wrestling all the time. Make sure you check out our boys over at I. 70 sports media bro absolutely wonderful job that those guys do over there with all that said john man what are you sipping on tonight and uh how excited are you for today's guest bro because we haven't even gotten into that yet oh i tell you can, can you hear me okay now 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 loud and clear bro okay i made a few adjustments there cool but let me tell you i am totally excited about our guest tonight um our first guest tonight when he gets in here, he's actually one of my favorites, you know, uh, the man himself, Mr. Triple Fears, Kevin Mears. Yeah. He's, he's an awesome guy. He's one heck of a wrestler and he, he's one of them that I'm sure that you are going to see in the big times before too long here. He has a heck of a lot of talent. And then of course, Joey's coming in for the second interview, but you know, I, I'm super stoked to listen to that. Um, well, let me, let me tell you, let let me tell you a little bit about my buddy, the infinite. So Ryan Gingell is one of those guys that you look at and you go, that guy's destined to make it like purely from an aesthetic standpoint. He's six foot, some odd inches tall. He looks like a million bucks. He's probably got like less than 6% body fat. And he's at that point right now in his career where people are starting to take notice. And and I have kind of a rule whenever we invite people on the show. I'm like, you don't have to win some championship or or make it to a major company to be invited on the on the Wrestle Talk podcast. But we do need you to do something notable in your career that's worthy of us discussing. And Ryan Joe has been on a tear over the last couple of months, even though wrestling has been kind of almost at a standstill. So to be able to continue that momentum, um. Hey, let's hold off on that poster till he joins us, bro. Let, let's hold off on that. So, um, so yeah, to be able to continue that momentum, right, even without that much wrestling going on, that tells you something. That tells you that this guy is resonating, and it tells you that this guy's got the brightest of bright futures, and I cannot wait to talk to him, bro. It is going to be outstanding. Outstanding. Now, is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we jumped in to the high spot segment, JP? Nope, I think we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, baby. We're going to get into the hottest topics in professional wrestling today as we get on to tonight's edition of the High Spot Segment. Mic check, mic check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk Podcast. DJ Money. Welcome to high spots, where we pop news like Claire Chop, we dog shop, coming through the screen with a laptop, and non-stop, like I wanna speak with a black knot, we hit hard like your shots and back drops, I'm a spark flash, so I can barely fly my ass on, we up to speed while they stay slow, wrestle talk podcast, now they know, we about to start the show, uh. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, huge shout out to our boy, DJ Money, incredibly successful musician. You guys can check him out on SoundCloud and other platforms. Again, DJ Money, a.k.a. Titan Halen from the beautiful state, I believe, of Georgia. Is it, isn't Titan from Georgia or is he from North Carolina? I can't remember specifically. 
He's from I the South. He was from Georgia. Georgia. That's right, baby. Georgia. Okay, let me not bore you guys with singing. Okay, well, that is the High Spots intro. And guess what, JP? We got a lot of things to cover. And I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Is that cool with you? That's uh, cool with me. What you got for us, Night Out? All right, bro. So check this out, man. So I don't want to I don't want to say too much because I don't want to get in trouble with my man, right? But somebody that you guys know that frequents the show has actually moved to Texas. And he moved to Texas to participate in probably one of the most sought-after schools in professional wrestling today, and that is Dustin Rhodes School down in Texas. I'm sure JP can do me a favor and look up the name of it. But let me tell you guys something. When you talk about respected names in the world of professional wrestling, there's Zabisco's, the Hearts, the Flares, the Rhodes, the McMahons, and a couple others here and there. And if I, if I missed one, I'm sure that our folks on social media will let me know because you guys are great at correcting the night out. But when you go and learn under the tutelage of a Rhodes, great things happen. Countless superstars credit Dusty Rhodes almost exclusively for their success on the highest level. Okay. Now, more recently, as you guys know, we had a young man by the name of Dean Alexander on the show. And Dean Alexander has been working with AEW just recently. I think as early as last week, my man had the match of his career so far as he got an opportunity to face off against the bastard Puck. So to go from hanging out here in Kansas City, doing the local promotional tour, he worked for me uh, once, I think, over at Royal Alliance Wrestling. He did a fantastic job. Him in the uh, the aerial attraction, James Moore, had an impromptu match that I think almost stole the show. So he went from that to going to the road school to being on AEW. All right? So then our friend is also going to go to the road school, not the Nightmare Academy, but Dustin's school. And so that, to me, that, it's about as close as you can get to guaranteeing success, in my opinion. And the reason I'm saying all this, Hoss, is because Dustin Rhodes made a comment that I want your opinion on, okay? And here it is. Dustin Rhodes is not a fan of the Dark Side of the Ring series. Now, as a fan, I know a lot of ours, a lot of us, ours, a lot of us are fans of the Dark Side of the Ring series. I don't know how many of them you've seen. I've seen a handful of them myself, particularly the Bruiser Brody one, which is still to date my favorite. I heard the Rowdy Roddy Piper one came out, or is that the A&E special? It's hard for me to keep them straight. But I can tell you that when they do them on Vice, it's pretty gory. It, it, it's very in-depth, and they don't pull any punches just like anything else that they put on Vice TV. My question to you is, and before I answer it, I'm going to say this. He feels as if, though, yes, there's a lot of negative stuff in the business that can be referenced, but it almost feels like people are profiting from the pain and the anguish and the desperation that people have felt surrounding what happened to Bruiser Brody or what happened to Ed, uh, with Owen Hart, which is also one of the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. So his point, more or less, uh, John, is... I don't like it because it's putting too much of a bright light on the bad part of the business. And I hate the fact that people are profiting from it. What are your thoughts on that? Because I think he's coming with a different perspective and it's one that really I hadn't heard anybody else come with before then. 
You know, I hadn't really thought about that perspective. Uh, I can see where he may be coming from with that perspective. I mean, they it does bring out a lot of the dark stuff that people doesn't tend to think about. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's stuff that people want to know. And so I, I think it's something that's going over pretty good. And, you know, people just seem to be liking to, to watch it. Okay, but here's my thing, though, John. At what point do we draw the line? I mean, I know that the families of the people that have been covered have participated. I think that uh, that even Herb Simmons, shout out to our friend Herb Simmons over at SICW. Uh, by the way, congratulations to them and New Breed Wrestling. I hear they're going to be combining and doing a show together in May or June. That's very, very exciting. It's great to see uh, promotions working together. But I guess the point that he's making is, at what point do we draw the line where we're putting profitability and entertainment in front of morals and integrity? Because really, this these specials, they not only shine a light on a story, they shine a light on some pretty shitty people. I mean, it really, really exposes some of these people for who they are if you take everything that they say at face value. So I can kind of understand it from a certain perspective because if they did a dark side of the ring, like say, like say my dad was a wrestler and he died of some sort of overdose or something, I don't know if I'd be really happy about that. I'm like, yo, why do we got to talk about this part of his career? You know what I'm saying? Why, why can't we just focus on the fact that he was a tremendous wrestler, like the Benoit thing? Why does that always get brought up when you're talking about Benoit as a wrestler? If we can talk about Benoit just as a wrestler, that's one thing. But if you're always going to cap off either or start or cap off your, your conversation with, oh, yeah, and he killed his whole family. I mean, that kind of takes away from the conversation, in my opinion. Not that I agree with Dustin, but I think it's definitely an interesting point to be made. And I think that when somebody with that much tenure and that much respect in the business speaks, John, the, the least we can do is take his opinion into consideration and take it seriously. Do you not agree with that? I do. Indeed. All right, buddy. You're up next with this high spot stuff, man. I know you got a lot of people commenting and sending you messages trying to get on. By the way, guys, if you want to get on, holla at my man, Hardcore Hoss. You can find him as John Hoss on Facebook. If you want to get on, he'll shoot you a link and we'll get you on. Just make sure you brush your teeth before you come on, like for real. <laughs> no, I love y'all, man. I love y'all. Go ahead, John. What do you, what do you want to get I, I into, bro? I didn't realize that was a requirement. Hang on, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> you're out of you're out of your mind, bro. I know you brush yeah. your teeth at least once a week. I know you do. Um, no, one thing that uh, that I was reading earlier, and uh, I, I kind of found somewhat interesting, um, <clears throat> is Brian Pillman Jr. has made an announcement that uh, on AEW Dynamite and uh, AEW Dark this week, he's actually going to be honoring his father's legacy. And he's going to do this by wearing a pair of his father's bangled orange and black striped trunks. So did you want me to comment on that? or? Yeah, what, what do you think about that? Well, bro, here's the thing. And we're going to get into this a little bit here uh, during my shoot and shout later. Do do we have shoot and shout music yet? I know we're still working on getting that up later. Do we, still, do we have that yet? Still, uh, still, still working still on working it? On it's all good. It's all good. By the way, guys, we don't hide anything here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We're like working through this technical bullshit. And, and Haas there has really taken the lead on it. So if anybody deserves credit for where we are from a production standpoint right now, it's my guy. It's 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 definitely hardcore Haas. Uh, so anyway, um, dude, that is beautiful, right? Like, 
giving homage to those that came before us. And, 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 you know, I was talking about what if my dad, well, Brian Pillman's juniors father was a wrestler. He was a pretty damn good wrestler. And what I really love, cause I think he pays homage to him every week, to be honest with you, Hoss, because if, if you guys know, or maybe you don't, he's actually currently in a tag team right now in AEW and their name is the varsity blondes. So if if you remember the Hollywood Blondes, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Brian Pillman Sr., so I think that Brian Pillman Jr. has been paying homage to his father by naming his tag team the Varsity Blondes, and now that he's going to take it a whole nother level, and I do believe they're from Ohio. So the Bengals thing totally makes sense. And uh, shout out to to Bengals fans, long-suffering Bengals fans. You finally thought they were going to get out of it. They got Joe Burrow, but then they traded away A.J. Green. They lost Giovanni Bird. Okay, wait a minute. This isn't a football podcast. My bad. My bad. I got football fever year-round, John. My bad, dog. My bad. But my point is, man, that is a beautiful thing, and I wish we saw more of it in professional wrestling. What are, you, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I wish that uh, more people would embrace where they come from rather than, you know, some of them kind of feel like, they're living in the person's shadow and, you know, they, they want to supersede them. Um, so, I mean, I, I wish we did see more people kind of embrace where they come from and pay more homage to the people who came before them. No, it's, it's good to see that. No doubt about it. And before I move on to the next high spots topic again, guys, if you want to come on, hit up my man, hardcore Hoss, hit us up on our social media and, uh, and we'll send you a link and you can join us on the show. Shoot, you can even shoot me a DM. I'll keep an eye on that. And uh, and we'll try to get you guys on. Unless you're waiting for the guests, which we may let you slide on in here with a question. But like I said, as far as paying homage, let me give some credit here to the folks that are joining us live. Shout out to the man with the two belts, Mr. Rough Cut Rick Ruby. Shout out to my man from Central Missouri, uh, Jason Oliver. Uh, man's got a crazy belt collection. We're going to have to have him on to talk about that one day. Shout out to Lucha. Shout out to uh, Aaron Wallace. Shout out to uh, Julius El Cairo on Twitch. Julius El Cairo on Twitch. Make sure you guys look at him. What up, Chad? Uh, what up, Susie? Um, who else is here? I got a couple other people that are, are up on the list, so I can't really make out what who else is here. But thank you, guys. And please continue to share this broadcast as much as you can. So. Next topic, I got to get into it. This is maybe a week or two old, but I think it's still an interesting story. So a much maligned agent in the WWE was fired about two weeks ago, and his name is Mark Carano. Why was Mark Carano fired? Well, it's pretty simple. Mark Carano decided to send Mickey James who many would argue is a future WWE Hall of Famer. He decided to send her her things after she got the after she got future endeavored. She said they they sent her, he sent her her things in a black trash bag and she immediately put WWE on blast, went straight to the top, copy Vince McMahon and I'd heard from Maria Canellis uh, on social media that she received the exact same treatment I haven't heard anybody else say it as far as the guys go. Maybe this is just what's happening to the girls, which I think makes it even more egregious. But, bro, you're a multi-billion dollar company. Can you not afford to put it in a decent little cardboard box? You know what I'm saying? You're the WWE, bro. Can't, can't you guys take, like, an old Bootios box that you're not selling anymore and stuff her shit in there? I mean, come on, bro. Talk about the damn disrespect. Not only did they not 
they, they not only did they not treat her respectfully while she was on the, on the roster, not only did they turn her down when she had the Monday night MILF idea, which I thought was a tremendous idea. Dude, if they're letting Alexa Bliss like tease murder every single week on Monday Night Raw, you couldn't have done the Monday Night MILF. Dude, everybody loves Mickey James from top to bottom. And as far as I'm concerned, she's wrestling royalty because she's married to Nick Aldis. So how did you perceive that, bro? Do you think it was just an accident? And do you think Mark Carano deserved to be fired for it? You know, honestly, I remember hearing back some time ago, and I believe it was when Lita left the company. Uh, she was talking about how how bad people treated her. Um, it was either Lita or China, one of the two. I'm not positive. But they, they would said stuff like people would crap in their wrestling bags, um, you know, all, all kinds of different stuff like that. And so I've always heard that the women of the WWE. Whoa, 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 whoa. let me stop you. Let me stop you. Let me stop you. Okay. So the crap in the bag, I think, as far as I know, only happened once. And that was to somebody who a lot of people would argue that deserved it. And I think you're talking about Sable. Okay, yeah. Right? Was that the Sable deal that happened where somebody shit in her bag? So I don't know if that's, like, the commonplace. But according to reports, this sending people their stuff in a trash bag is commonplace, which is bad enough. I mean, terrible, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, but I think from a lot of stuff I've heard, it just seems like there's a lot of uh, a lot of places where the women just aren't treated the same as the men are. So, uh, you know, I, I can see where they may be doing that to the uh, female talent there. Awesome. Yeah, totally disrespectful. OK, well, there's a couple of of, uh, of quick hitters that I wanted to hit on here during the high spot segment. And by the way, guys, the countdown is officially on. We're five minutes out. From Triple Fears, Kevin Beers, man. And I could not be more excited. Just hearing Hoss talk about uh, um, uh, Kevin, hearing Susie talk about Kevin, uh, all the folks out in, in the West Virginia, Baltimore area, Maryland area. Like, this dude is is doing business big time. And it's kind of a privilege to have him on the show, especially because he's got some big things coming up later this year that we're going to be talking to him about it. So here it is. Uh, two things. Number one, I love RK Bro. That is by far my favorite thing right now. Do you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Do you get one out of five super kicks? Whatever scale you want to use, uh, uh, Hoss, what would you rate it? Let's use a rating system better than just a thumbs up, thumbs down. One out of five super kicks, how much do you love the whole RK, RK bro gimmick? You know, when I first heard about it, I thought this is going to be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I, I just... I couldn't even imagine it, but after watching it, those two are actually really good together, and, and I, I would give them a five. I really would. Okay, did you see? <laughs> did you see Riddle uh, with the Viking Raiders last night? Did you see I, that little spot? I think, I think I missed that one. Okay, it was real good. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but go back and watch it. Uh, he calls uh, the the bigger one, the heftier guy. He calls him sexy. They start dancing, and he starts asking. He starts asking like, who, which one of you guys is the Raider fan? Which one of you guys is the Vikings fan? And the shorter guy, I think his name is Eric. He says, "Well, I'm a Browns fan <laughs> of all things." So Riddle, dude, he's absolutely killing it. Okay, the other thing is, um, I'm gonna give you my top five champions in professional wrestling today both male and female, you tell me if you see any obvious holes in my list, all right? Are you good with that, John? 
I'm I'm good with that. All right, so Hoss is going to tell if me if my list sucks or if it's great. So I'm going to start with number five. No, 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 I'm going to start with number one. So number one at the top of the list, top champions in wrestling today, Roman Reigns. Okay? Number two, Kenny Omega, who happens to be the AAA champion, the TNA champion or Impact, and the AEW world champion. Okay? Number three, uh, I would say Nick Aldis with the NWA. And I think three and four are interchangeable for me. I think at like any given day, I would swap those two. Uh, but number four, at least for today, is Will Ospreay. Who do you even know who that is, John? Just just honest question. Do you know who Will Ospreay is? Honestly, no, I do not. Th- that's okay. Listen, we all watch different shit. That's why wrestling is so great. But let me tell you, Will Ospreay is the new Japan Pro Wrestling Champion, and I. Uh, uh, I forgot what that damn title is called, but he's the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, okay? And he just came off of a pay-per-view that nobody heard of unless you have no Japan Pro Wrestling. He beat uh, Tagodi Shingo um, in the main event of that pay-per-view just a couple of days ago. Again, people who are fans of the international stuff know exactly who Will Ospreay is and, and will probably agree with me. And last but not least, people call me crazy. But this is my personal favorite uh, professional wrestling company on television, uh, and it's a close. It's in a close fight with uh, MLW. But I think the top five out of to round out the top five, I've got to give it to Io Shirai, the women's champion in NXT. I, I really truly believe that she belongs on this list, bro. Not only because she's got one of the longest tenures as a champion, but because she always faced the very best that her company has to offer. Okay, I can't always say that for Roman, and I love Daniel Bryan. I don't think he's really facing the very best competition. Kenny Omega hasn't defended his championship in quite a while. I know he fought Rich Swan in a title for title, but we all kind of knew how that was going, and I love Rich Swan. Don't get me wrong. But, bro, my top five right now, Roman, Kenny Omega, Nick Aldis, Will Ospreay, Io Shirai, go ahead and tear me to shreds. Is that list terrible, or is it pretty good? What do you think, Austin? It's not terrible. It's not a terrible list at all, really. Okay. Um, I I think there's a lot of good people on that list. Um, the the only one I just I just don't know the uh, one from New Japan. Osprey. I watched. Yeah, I watched that a couple of times, but uh, I just don't seem to catch that. All one. right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a link to a match that you will fall in love with. It'll be the match between John Moxley, somebody you're very familiar with, and he went up against. God, who's that crazy-looking son of a bitch in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Suzuki. Bro, Moxley versus Suzuki? Put it to you this way. You know how people grab chairs and tables and all kinds of shit? Dude, they were taking the rails and ripping them apart and beating the shit out of each other with them. Bam, bam. Dude, crazy. And shout-out, honorable mention to Jay White. Um, Jay White, I think he's the never open weight championship, which is the British championship, uh, champion for new Japan pro wrestling. So shout out to him. Oh, MSK, MSK is pretty dope, bro, but they're just getting on the scene. So I like the suggestions, but I'm sticking with my list. Is there anybody who you would take off this list aside from Will Ospreay, John? Is there anybody who you think you would swap out just off the top of your head? No. Like I say, just since I didn't didn't know Will, I, I might take him off because I don't know him. But of course, if I took him off, I'd have to add uh, our our guest that's coming on, Kevin Mears with the School of Morton Championship. He's Ooh. been doing a hell of a job with that. 
Yeah. And I love how the WrestleTalk family is arguing amongst themselves. One, one guy said, well, how about MSK? And the other guy said, you mean the Rascals? <laughs> Anybody who watched Impact knows exactly what Luch is talking about. Well, I'll tell you what, John. I got a couple of more topics, bro, but we're not going to waste any more time because we have a special guest that is joining us. California's in the house. What up, Owen? Thank you for being here, sick. We love you, bro. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, bro. I know how excited you are to have Triple Fierce Kevin Mears on the show. So I'm going to let you do the introduction, man. I'm going to let you take the first question. Go ahead and take the steering wheel, Haas, man. You got this. All right. He is a man that's been trained by Jimmy Valent, as well as several other notable names. He's had a background in kickboxing, weightlifting, skateboarding, which I actually didn't know that uh, until we got digging into him here. And uh, you can see him at WDWA. You can see him on School of Morton. You can see him at a lot of different places up and down the eastern seaboard. He is the man that is stacking bodies and taking championships. He is Triple Fears, Kevin Mears. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty good. I'll take that all day. <laughs> Go on. How you doing tonight, Kevin? Uh, I'm doing good. Um, another busy day, but what else is new? Glad to finally be able to connect and uh, be here. Looking forward to uh, the questions you all have for me. <laughs> yeah, we're well, we're glad to finally get you on the show here. Uh, I know you you spoke to Joey a couple times about getting on the show, and so we're glad to finally get you here. And you know, it, it's you've been doing some great things and you know, so obviously right off the bat, what is it like to actually be able to work with somebody like Ricky Morton? It's an honor. Honestly, to me, I grew up watching more Southern wrestling. I guess you could say more of a NWA fan. Um, I did follow WWF in the 80s, but NWA always caught my attention in WCW, and hence why I Jimmy Valiant many hours away from home, but to work with him and to just stand next to him and take it in, be like, wow, I'm standing next to a Hall of Famer, a guy that's been everywhere I've wanted to be and done everything that I honestly want to do. It's so humbling because it took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort, and it sticks in my mind all the time, even though when I go there, I know I got work to do, just like always. It's time to step up, but to be around someone like that and to have somebody like that who actually believes in you, huge, absolutely huge. I love it. Oh, I bet. That that really has to be something, and, uh, you know, I just can't imagine what, what that would be like. And, you know, I, I follow you on Facebook and everything. And I, I saw that, you know, one of the first things when you won your championship, you, you received a message from, from one of your heroes congratulating you. And, and you were talking about how emotional that was on Facebook. Uh, you want to tell us a little about that one? Um, yeah. I mean, talking with Boogie, I, I reach out to him from time to time, you know, I was always taught to never forget where you came from. And uh, when I get those moments like that, milestones are big for me, you know, because like, you know, and for those that do follow, I put in a ton of work. I stay active, 
know, even during this entire pandemic, I was traveling up and down the East Coast, out to the Midwest. So whenever I hit an accomplishment, and honestly, that is my first heavyweight championship I've ever won. I've never been a heavyweight championship in the leader of a company before. I've always had like secondary championships or a tag team championship, but I was never the top guy. So that's why, you know, I had a nine hour drive that night home and all I kept thinking was I owe Boogie a huge thank you for opening that door for me. And it all started with just giving me a chance to train, to learn something that I love so much. And, you know, I will forever be thankful for him to the end of my days. I mean, this guy gave me an opportunity to accomplish my dream. A lot of people don't get to do that. And I don't take that for granted. So that's why when I, which is pretty humbling to know another Hall of Famer for WWE. Granted, I came to him and trained, but I'm one of his kids, essentially. He actually still keeps tabs on me, even with his own life. And he's still a busy man. Uh, I mean, kudos to him. But it, it's it's something that means a lot to me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it does. Um, like I've seen on Facebook uh, where, where you've talked about how much it's meant to you and everything. And so I, I know that... You, you really do remember where you come from and you really do stay down to earth. And, you know, you, you've even mentioned from, from time to time that when you've been, you know, at, at your shoot job that you've actually had people recognize you and, uh, <laughs> and, and how, how that's been with you and everything. And, <clears throat> and I know that, uh, I know Renee has got some questions for you here. And before I turn it over to Renee though, I do want to say, you know, we, we've named off a lot of accolades that, that you've gone through, um, a lot of titles that you've held, and I, I do want to congratulate you, though, on the biggest title that you probably will ever hold, and that is, we've seen on Facebook, where you're going to be holding the title of Triple Fears Papa Mears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I, uh... I have an amazing woman in my life. It's uh, <laughs> it's something else, you know. Never thought it was going to happen. Now it is. Yeah, I, I've met I've met your wife, and she is a very lovely lady. And you know, we look forward to talking with her when we're at the shows and stuff. But uh, let me go ahead and turn it on over to Renee here. I don't want to take up all all of the time, you know. So, Renee, why don't you come in with what questions you've got here? Uh, I got you, bro. I got you. And uh, Kevin, in case you don't know, you got fans throughout the country. I'm actually currently residing in the great state of Kansas. I'm in Kansas City. So even in Kansas City, people know who Triple Fears Kevin Mears is. I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal. Is that is that humbling in its own right to know you have fans, not just in Virginia and West Virginia, but kind of throughout the country? You know, it never gets old hearing things like that and one of the things uh as a side note is like when i came to school to morton to perform for them i didn't know how broad of a spectrum they actually reach and um like i've been seen in in different countries and there's seventy-five thousand viewers at one time that have watched my match at one point or another and it, it just blows my mind to know 
that there are that many people out there because when I'm in the ring, I'm just so focused on what's in front of me and what I have to do next. And I think of all my training and fundamentals and it's so weird then, you know, cause you get that adrenaline surge when you come in the back and your match is over and then somebody comes up and pats you on the back and be like, Hey, um, somebody in Japan made a comment about you while you were wrestling. It's it, gotta be bananas. It hits me right in the heart. It's just like, wow. You know, here I am just working my butt off to beat somebody and to know that I'm actually hitting some of the moments that people that I look up to and more. And it's just like, holy crap, man, I can't believe this is going on. Like my own friends, when I had explained it to them, the ones that have known me since I was a little punk 15 year olds, <laughs> you know, at like 160 pounds soaking wet, I explain it to them and they just look at me and they go blank for like five seconds. staring at me. <laughs> And that's when it hits me back as like a reflection it's just like you know i'm actually getting somewhere with this it's so awesome because even my own friends who are my hardest critics i might add right crap they get on me about every little thing but to have them stop in their tracks and be like that is so awesome and it really is and i i, I just you know some people it's funny they get an ego over that and all it does is it just motivates me that much more because i know i keep going down the right path I'm doing all the right things. Sometimes it's not always that easy because life gets in the way and things get tough. I'm human, just like you, just like everyone else watching and listening right now. You know, life happens and breaks us down. But I just keep digging and digging and digging. And it's so awesome. And when I have those moments and people are just randomly messaging me. I had somebody from India message me the other night after in school of morton and i was just blown away by that and it's like you gotta be because in the ring i'm just living in the moment and i don't think about those things until after well that that is pretty legit we appreciate those thoughts man um now i hear you say i don't ever want to forget where i came from and, and i am curious about that we're going to ask you a lot about what's going on this year and going into the future but but take me back like where are you from are you from virginia what kind of family did you grow up around was it like blue collar family farming family where where do you get that work ethic from because i i believe that you're not born with it i think it's bred in you by the people that you're around obviously being around jimmy valiant you know at that stage in your life probably played a big influence but the work ethic in my opinion usually starts about six seven eight nine ten years old where do you think you got that from and tell us a little bit about growing up wrestling and, and playing sports and doing some of the other things you did before you got into the business oh boy this is going to be quite the story i hope you're ready to go down the road with me. so let's do it buckle in <laughs> i originally got into pro wrestling by my dad he used to take us to the cat center here in the uh argo maryland area because we grew up in Dublin and Horseville and Capitol Heights, just outside D.C. in the very rough areas at that time, honestly. Pretty okay. Um, my father, unfortunately, died, though, when I was five years old. And it did a number on my family, my mom and my uh, grandparents. Her parents, <clears throat> they took us in as guardians for about four and a half years, and... <clears throat> As a kid, I was pretty lost, so I really took to pro wrestling. 
and when it came on, I was just glued to the TV set because I was really never a huge sports person per, per se. I played them because my brother and I, we both would play sports, pick up basketball, baseball, football, things like that. And um, But I always took to wrestling because I just love the physicality of it and the sports side of it. I never was a huge uh, entertainment fan as much because I originally got hooked on the British Bulldogs and the Dynamite Kid was my absolute favorite. And uh, growing up, my grandfather was the real leader of me to help mold me because I was very, very wild. Uh, I've been told a lot of times over that, you know, I remind people of my dad. He granted died when he was old, but I a lot like him. But my grandfather, my grandpap, first and foremost, he was a man who really put me on a right path of a work ethic. He came from nothing. He, his dad died very young, just like mine did. And <clears throat> I think that's what made him gravitate to me so much along with my brother but me so much because <laughs> uh, I hate to say this but where we grew up I got kicked out of school all the time I got kicked out of all the schools <laughs> out to start a fight I was guaranteed to fight and let me tell you I did <laughs> never got mad except one time because I started a fight and let me tell you I learned real quick from my grandpa to never start another fight nope. But finish them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so when I was kicked out of school, he took me to the homes that he had ice. He basically bought every little house, a cottage that he ever lived in, turned them into rental property. And it was a very rough neighborhood. So while I was on a roof, swinging a hammer and fixing a roof with him, I have literally would see people getting shot. And it was a very, very rough dramatic um, things and having him right there with me really pulled me in as a person and I always gravitated towards him because I saw he worked so hard to obtain everything. I mean, he even took in his grandsons to help us get somewhere in life because if they didn't take us, we were going to be foster children. Who knows what would have happened. But, uh, from there, I just always had this work ethic. It's funny because some of my friends even back then laugh at me. I was, you know, 14 years old, and I hate to say this, but one of my first jobs ever was cleaning out dead people's houses. I stumbled upon it one day just walking down the street. Some, <laughs> some guy comes outside and goes, hey, you want to make a quick $200 today? And I say, Is that hey, where the triple fears come from? <laughs> you find, like, three dead bodies in one house? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It was a little bit different time. I was pretty sure at that age, I wouldn't be allowed to go in and clean out a dead person. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, it's funny. Like, I went and did that, and, you know, I was always working, even though I was obviously cool and you know, not on. And uh, when my mom came and took back uh, parental guardianship of my brother and I, you know, I still, I felt like I had to be man of the house. Even though my brother's, it was just drilled into my head. So for that, 
always hate. I never, I, I, I absolutely suck at sitting still. I can't stress that enough. Like today is, you know, may the force be with you. Here's a crazy fact. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. I can't sit still <laughs> if my life depended on it. I'm terrible at it. So glad I got a beautiful wife that loves me. Puts a movie on. I'm standing. I, I I'm a worker at heart. That's the way I've been raised. That's the way I've been. I mean, I just I don't know any better. Sitting still is not good for me. And that's why my work ethic is so high. That's why I keep pushing myself and so much. Um, I know I'm kind of getting here, but really to be a wrestler ever since I was in middle school. And it's funny because when I was getting high school and, you know, in senior year, they ask you what's your future plans and all that crazy stuff. I actually wrote down in there that I was going to be a professional wrestler. It, it, there's a will, then there's a way. And you know what? I, I, actually, I've done it. You know? I, wrestling got me happy about that, but I don't want to I love it. Um, that's why I travel so many thousands of miles to seminars that are way ahead of me and that I look up to. And that's also why I am willing to drive nine hours and not even think about it to go down to Chucky, Tennessee, form at School of Morton. And then, you know, right after the show ends, I get right back in my car and I drive home and I get home at 3 3 in the morning, take a 90 minute. And then I'm at work at 45 the next morning. I may not be bright eyed and bushy, but I still got work to do. There are no all of the people that are out there, some of them may not even know who I know they're working harder than me. Whether they are real or not remains to be seen, but I continue to work as if they are going to catch it one day. And it's crazy. It means leaps and bounds so many people because when it's so many, and I hate to sound like a jerk for saying this, a lot of people stayed home, played video games, ate a bunch of people and drank beer with their buddies in their backyard, in the garage. That's freaking front yard inside. When it's 100 degrees outside here, it's 100. When it's 10 degrees outside, it is 7 degrees. And I am still training and I'm still working and I don't blink. Some of my close friends think I'm. I And I think about all the will be. I'm one of the hardest people to beat, and I know that in anything I do in life because I refuse to quit. Uh, and that's, that's probably why I'm here right now with you guys, you know? And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's all that's missing, bro. <laughs> cool, cool, man. That's so genuine, man. I love that. I love that. And by the way, bro, check this out. Uh, we're working through the audio issues, guys, so bear with us. Uh, John's doing me a big favor and and getting things sorted out for us. Uh, so here's here are a couple of the comments that we've gotten, and I think we may be able to squeeze in one caller if you're cool with that, Kevin. We're going to see if we can bring them on. All right, awesome. So so here's the thing. So you got 
You got Brandon Lewis from Missouri saying, this is so awesome. And you got Chad saying, I've never seen him wrestle, but now I'm a huge fan. So even in just this interaction, you're winning people over and they haven't even see, seen you do what you do best. And that's like kick ass in the ring. So so let's let's talk about that briefly. So I know you've worked with Bob Evans. I know you've worked with Steve Carino, Jimmy Valiant. We've talked about as well. Can you talk to us about some of, of, of your favorite matches? It doesn't even have to be with guys that like are well-known what are some of the favorite matches, maybe favorite rivalries you've had, and what has set those apart from every other match that you've done and had before? I know that's a kind of a wide-ranging question, so answer it as, as best as you can. I got two answers for it that immediately come to mind. My first favorite match was one, uh, and, you know, I know they always say things about Kefi, but I wrestled Jacob Edwin, and we got put together five minutes before showtime, and we just went out there and worked, and the crowd loved every minute of it it was a technical wrestling match and those are honestly some of my favorites i don't get to do enough of those because truth be told i'm either much bigger than my opponent or they are all right, all right, hold, on, hold on so how big are you i'm 5 11 and 250 okay so most wrestlers are usually like 5 9 and below most guys yeah, in the indie scene that's from my experience so you're six feet tall got you you know 180 190 pounds i hate to say it a guy like that i can pick up with one arm and throw around you know, that's the way my training goes. But as far as favorite feud, it's the one I'm currently in right now. It's School of Morton. I'm their heavyweight champ. I'm feuding with their top guy, their lead, baby face, Roy Thacker third. RT3 is how they call him. He's very impressive, but I'm a little bit better. Oh, I love that, bro. The confidence. And you know what's crazy? I think one of the things that you would get a huge kick out of is our homie Shannon Reed, who's a local Kansas City wrestler, um, loves Ricky Morton. Like, he loves Ricky Morton like I love tacos, okay? <laughs> and and so the fact that we're talking to Kevin Mears, the, the School of Morton champion, I think is something he's going to be excited about. And I might even give him the referral. Because he, he actually um and, and this I know this is getting a little off track here. So about a year to two years ago, he had a chance to team up with his childhood idol here in Kansas City, teamed up with Ricky Morton, and it was like one of the coolest matches ever. And we all know Ricky, right? Ricky does what Ricky does. He comes out, does his thing, goes over with the fans, takes care of himself, takes care of the boys. Have you had that moment yet where you've gotten to share the ring with like one of your idols or one of the people that you've looked up to as you were growing up outside of maybe Jimmy Valiant up to this point? Uh, I have not. And it's funny. I know a lot of people out there enjoy doing those things. I hate to say it, but that's never been a huge bullet point for me on my list. Um, and a lot of people have that. You know, I would probably be way more excited to work with a current guy who, you know, is a bigger fish in the pond per se that, you know, I could definitely pick up and learn something from the people that have gone and done everything that I want to do. They are in a different mindset and level. And I want to be with guys that want to tear my head off because I want to tear their head off too. <laughs> That's the competitor in you, bro. Well, check this out. Believe it or not, we actually have your biggest fan in the whole wide world in studio with Hardcore Hoss. So we're going to go ahead and let her come on just for a brief moment here. 
and give you your flowers and ask you any questions. And she's actually even got your birch on, so you have to oblige, right? <laughs> and I know you would anyway. So, Hardcore Sis, welcome to the show, and please have at it. I know how much you love Triple Fierce Kevin Mears. Go for it. I, I do, I do. And, Kevin, first let me just say to you and your beautiful wife, Ray, congratulations on Preston Joseph Mears. I am so happy for you guys. I'm just, like, over the moon. You, you guys deserve that. You really do. And I was watching the night you won your title on SOM. And let me tell you, one of your greatest matches, dude. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Are you yeah. Saturday show? Am I going to? I am going to be there Saturday, and I can't wait to oh. see you. So yeah. bring some of your merch because I need to replace some of mine. You know, since the COVID thing, it's kind of gotten here and there, and I can't get it all together. So bring the merch because I'm going to be buying. I will have it. There's a really good chance my new 8x10s will be out as well. So. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to see you Saturday night. You know, the only problem I'm going to have Saturday night is, you know, Shane Malice is, is you know, kind of one of, my, one of my guys too. And But I'll probably mostly be rooting for you because I'll be wearing your shirt. So, uh, You know, it's funny. I see all those photos that you take with all those guys out there in wrestling and then you're always wearing either my shirt or my hat. And <laughs> constantly see that first and foremost because of that bright green that I wear and it, whoever's standing next to you is just like, I'm still there. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I put up a picture just the other day of Shane Malice and Shane Douglas. I'm standing in the middle of the two of them and I'm wearing your shirt <laughs> and your hat. <laughs> hey, I'll take it all day long. Thank you. Oh, I did. And I think I put a comment under, under all the pictures. Cause I put up several and I said, look, Kevin's even got it. Kevin's even there. <laughs> so, cool. Thank you so much. Oh, you know, and, and I'm always sitting there ringside rooting for you. I I'm just so happy. So, um, it's you been know, a great show, you know, not just with Shane and I, but just in general, it's, Great show, great crowd. I came back on the opener, and it was super hot. You know, everybody was excited to have wrestling back in the area. And yeah. So we all just have a goal. Is you know, we want that building to sell out every time. Well, I missed the first one because I had just gotten out of the hospital. I was, um, you know, a little under the weather, and I still, in a week or two, have to have surgery for this hernia thing. But it's all good, and I'm definitely going to be there on the 8th. I was kind of worried that I was going to not be able to make it, but now I'm going to be there, and I will be front and center, and you know during your match you're going to be hearing me screaming for you. So, um, <laughs> so one quick question, though, okay. is do you think Shane's going to get the stampede? That's the plan. All right. <laughs> as much as I like Shane, I got to say, I can't wait to see the stampede. And Renee, if you have not seen the stampede, Kevin can explain it to you, but it is a really awesome move. <laughs> you won't see it anywhere else. It's not easy to do. It takes a lot of work. Whoa, whoa. So wait, so we're getting triple fears, Kevin Mears versus Shane Malice? Uh-huh. Whoa, two former members of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, or I should say former guests of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's that's exciting. I can tell you that uh, the listeners of the show will be quite interested in seeing the result of that as well. So, Kevin, I wish you all the best, man. Shane is a bad, bad man. You probably already know that, though. You know, funny fact about uh, almost three years ago, I wrestled him in Harper's Ferry, West Virginia, and uh, I won. And, you know, I'm not going to get too arrogant about that because that was then and this is now 
but uh, I've continued to improve since then. And I don't know all of what he's been up to during that time. I've seen some things here and there, but I don't think he's been working as hard as I have. There it is. Well, Susie, thank you so much for joining us. Did you have any final thoughts or questions for Triple Fears, Kevin Mears? Just want to say, hey, Shane, fear that stampede because that is one heck of a move. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that anywhere else. You don't. Nope. Love you, Kevin. Give my best to Ray. And you guys have a great night and a great show. Thank you. That was awesome. Super cool. Dude, that was awesome. How about that? I, I was actually really excited because uh, John and Susie are, are great supporters of the show. John has actually come on and, and started to help us with some of the audio engineering here on the show. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, I've not seen them this excited about a guest in a long time. And I mean, we're talking about Savio Vega. We've talked to Bob Evans. We had an opportunity to talk to Million Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. And so they weren't as excited for those as they were for this so that should tell you something as well, man. Um, final question before I throw it back over to John, because I know we're running a little short on time. And, and this is the question that I want to ask you. Uh, for those who have never seen you before, would you describe yourself as an old school wrestler, a current wrestler, or a new school wrestler? I would have to say that I'm a bit of a mix of old school and new school. Uh, like I didn't get a chance to really elaborate, but the stamp the takeoff of Dr. Death in his Oklahoma. Steve Williams. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I pick him up for a power slam, but then I run him right into that turnbuckle and then power slam him in the middle of the ring. To pick up a 200 plus, 300 plus pound man and do that is no easy feat, no matter who you are. But I actually specifically train because I know the harder I run and hit him in the turnbuckle and then power slam him, the easier it is for me to win. It's quite the sight uh, on Sunday School of Morton. I actually did a gorilla press and then dropped the guy down onto my shoulder and hit the stampede with him into another opponent and pinned him in the middle of the ring. It was pretty impressive if you haven't seen that. Um, I haven't had a chance to pull that one out too often, so it was kind of cool to have that on video. So you would say you're a mixture of all three, which is great, man. Having that in your repertoire is awesome. Got another quick question, and this is just by uh, VR Research. I hear that you routinely make the seven-hour drive down to Tennessee. You might already hit on this, to do training, to go to shows and all that. Is that fact or fiction? Uh, that's fact. You know, I, fact. I, it's wild. I will go and drive. I mean, I... I what was it back in, I think, September, October, I went to the OVW Combine. And then from there, that was in Louisville, Kentucky, went to Chucky, Tennessee and performed. And then after that ended, I got in the car and drove straight home. It's about a nine hour drive. Nine me. hours. Jeez, Louise, Papa Cheese. By my go to School of Morton, it's 940 miles round trip. That shows you some dedication. Most 940 times. miles round trip divided by two. Oh, God. Well, that's why I do a podcast and I'm not a mathematician. That's a lot of miles. Guys <laughs> on the independent scene that won't even travel that many miles in six months. And I do that in one day. Ooh. And my very, very last question is where did you get the moniker Triple Fears? That came from my background because I did kickboxing for over 12 years okay. uh, and i had like muay thai uh yeah muay thai oh, kickboxing, okay gotcha all right 
with a few uh, former police officers and current police officers. We would spar with each other because, you know, they needed real life combat and I was a pretty good uh, practice dummy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I actually learned a lot about technique because one of them was a former pro kickboxer. Um, but then I also have a grappling background. I've studied Greco-Roman wrestling and various forms of grappling combat. And then my third one is my powerlifting background. I have been a certified personal trainer for ever since I've been an adult, honestly. And I've worked with pro athletes, collegiate athletes. And it's funny because I train sports specific so with wrestling i don't try to deadlift 600 pounds and squat 600 pounds but i can deadlift 405 for 10 and squat 405 for 10 because the biggest guy that be tall and 400 pounds i picked him up like it was nothing and heard him say later on i've never had anybody pick me up like that so easily Oh, that's what happens when you put the work in, ladies and gentlemen. Well, John, we're up against it, but I know you had at least one final question for Kevin Mears, man. Sorry if I ran a little over on time, bro. I'm just big fan. Love the reaction we're getting. We got legendary promoters in here like Herb Simmons giving his compliments, man. So you know it's been a great interview so far. Uh, Hoss, what do you got for us, bro? Oh, yeah, that, that that's okay that you took the time. I mean, after all, you, this is uh, once in – you know, every now and then that you actually would get to speak with him, and I, I, I get to talk to him all the time. Hey, don't count me out. Hey, don't count me out because I'm going to be in the Eastern Panhandle before you know it. The night owl, I'm going to spread my wings. I'm going to be over there, and you guys are going to be shocked. So be on the lookout because I'm going to be out there. We're going to raise some hell. I promise you that. But, uh, <laughs> but Susie, she's already, she's already touched on your match this weekend with Shane Malice. Yeah. And uh, I actually spoke with LT earlier today. And uh, made sure he knew that you were going to be on and and promised him that, you know, I would bring up your match. So in case Shane Malice is listening, because you never know who's listening to the Wrestle Talk podcast. Do you have any words for Shane Malice for this weekend? Yeah, bring your very best because I'm going to. And let's find out what happens. All right. I know you've had a target on Shane Malice's back for a while now. Y'all have been running since before COVID. So, uh, this is here. But <clears throat> it, ain't nobody gonna outwork me. That's a fact. No one will outwork me. Sometimes I'm on the road to Berkeley Mania. <laughs> well, and before we wrap this up, I want to bring Joe in here. Joe, he just, uh, he just joined us here in the backstage, and I wanted to bring him in. I don't know if he's going to be wrestling your match this weekend or not, mm-hmm. but if he is, be sure you don't screw this man over. I've seen you do that before. Hey, hey, I refereed this man's last match in WDA against a guy by the name of Crash, and let me tell you something. These two started off, and I just backed the hell up because these two were going at it. I was like, yep, I'm just going to back the hell up because they were just – Man, <laughs> it was a slugfest. We brought the picture, and we did disappoint. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, nope, I'm not getting in the middle of this. I'm just gonna back up and just let these two guys beat the hell out of each other, and I'll be there to uh, do the one, two, or three. And, uh, and and of course, Doug tried to cheat, and it didn't work out for him. <laughs> yeah, Doug finds a way. <laughs> 
Well, if there's any question on what he'll do to you if you screw him over, just go back a few weeks ago to School of Morton before he won the championship, and that ref messed things up, okay? And then hey. see what happened. Hey, hey, I'm not taking that stampede. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to take that stampede. I'll let the United out take the stampede. <laughs> so... Kevin, it's been a it's been a pleasure to have you here, and uh, and we appreciate your time. And before we wrap things up, we just want you to promise us that uh, you will come back and uh, talk to us again. Because I mean, we just started to scratch the surface on your career here, and there's a lot more that we can uh, we can talk about. And I'm sure in the future there's going to be a lot more to talk about. Because I was saying earlier that I think Triple Fears Kevin Mears is one that you're going to see, you know in the big leagues before long. Well, and let me just say there was like a Tom, a Tom Pritchard story that we didn't get to a Jonathan Grisham story that we didn't get to. So we'll save those for the next visit. If that's cool with you, Kevin. Out me in. Let's do it. Yeah, baby. I love it. Awesome. All right, guys, say goodbye, man. Everybody, make sure you follow Triple Fears, Kevin Mears on social media. He's going to be whooping ass this Saturday. If you're in the Eastern Panhandle, get your ass in the car. Go down there and support local wrestling. Yes. Blessings to you and your family, Kevin. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Adios. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about done with the first hour of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Joey, I'm so glad you're here, bro. I'm looking forward to having you on for the second hour because sitting right on the other side of my computer monitors is the infinite, a man that cannot be defined by time. And if you guys thought Kevin Mears was cool, wait till you meet the infinite. He's going to be joining us in just a matter of moments. JP, you're going to take us to break, right? And we're going to go about three minutes on the break, and we'll be right back here with episode 344 of the Wrestle Talk podcast.
big hands, but I love big faces. My name is Victorious, I already taste it. gentlemen we are back with the second hour of the wrestle talk podcast and what a show it's been so far let me just take a brief moment and uh thank our wonderful sponsors once again uh shout out to um jay hollywood and pat milicic jonesy i know you're just joining us bro i think matt uh pat milicic you don't need to unmute yet, bro. I, I got you. So Pat Milicic is going to be having a pro wrestling match soon, and I think I'm going to be involved on some level. So if that happens, bro, we're going to be able to get you to come down from West Virginia to be a part of that, bro. Can I get a thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, baby. <laughs> very, very nice. Also, I want to thank Rathbum Engraving. Guys, I know a lot of people sell T-shirts. They sell bracelets, all kinds of shit. There's only one piece of merch that lasts a lifetime, and that is a Wrestle Talk podcast mug, customized, hand engraved with your name on it with for $20 plus shipping. We will ship it to anywhere in the world. It's 20 bucks plus shipping. You cover the shipping, obviously. We'll put your name on it, and it'll last a lot longer than some dingy T-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. Also, mega shout out to our new home of all of our events. Guys, Kincaid is the place to be. Oh, I love that sign, Joey. That's nice. King uh, Kincaid, the, I should say, the premier vintage arcade in the Midwest, right in the Oak Park Mall. Our boy DBD has decided to support us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. That's why we're going to be hosting all of our events for the remainder of 2020 over at Kincaid. 
at the Oak Park Mall. Also, Royal Mills Transportation. If you've had one too many, like me, after every single show, make sure you call Royal Mills Transportation. If you got to go to Taco Bell or wherever, he's going to take care of all your transportation needs throughout the greater Kansas City area. And last but not least, if you're sick of hearing the night out, if you're sick of hearing Nightmare Jones, and you're like, I'm done with wrestling for today, you want to get into some sports, anything between Chicago and Kansas City, and anything in between, Make sure you guys check out our sponsors over at I-70 Sports Media. With all that said, Joey, we're about 40 seconds from bringing on the infinite, bro. Any thoughts so far on the show? How are you feeling? How are you doing? How the hell you been? Probably want to unmute yourself, buddy. There you go. I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm just glad that... uh... That uh, Kevin Mills was finally able to come on to the show. It seems like he did a freaking awesome job. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here drinking my uh, Samuel Adams uh, Alpine Lager. So. Ooh, the Alpine Lager. That's the heat. So we've been trying to get Kevin Mears on for a while, but the schedules weren't working. Yeah. But uh, maybe it, it just took Susie, bro. We needed Hardcore Sis to jump in and help us. Hoss no. did his thing. He finally joined us, bro, and we had legitimately had people saying, I've never heard of this guy, but I'm going to go out of my way and find out who he is, bro. I oh, think that's definitely. about the biggest compliment we could get. Definitely. Absolutely. Like like I said, when I was refereeing his last match, he, him and the other guy, they started going at it, and I was just a step back. I was like, nope, I'm, nope, I'm not going to be a part of this. <laughs> You're like, I don't get paid enough for this bullshit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, all right, well, check this out, bro. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do this this introduction. Um, my, I'll be muting myself if I'm not talking. You can mute yourself if you're not talking, just to so we can cut the feedback down. So, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't even need to pull up the press release for this one because I have been fortunate enough to work with this man pretty much since his first match here in Kansas City. Um, he's a guy that you see and you immediately say, "Wow, that dude is gonna be something." in the world of pro wrestling, okay? Uh, He goes by a kind of an odd phrase that I'm going to have to interpret for you guys. It's duas es machina, which means as above, so below. Ladies and gentlemen, it's both a distinct pleasure and a little bit of an intimidating honor to welcome in one of the brightest superstars coming out of pro wrestling in the Midwest today. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the infinite Ryan Gingell. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Ah. What up, what up? You're going to have to slide over a little bit more, handsome. There we go. No, this way, this way. All right, a little bit more. There we go. Are you in? He's in. in. (laughs) Look at this giant next to me, Jonesy. I'm telling you, this dude is a monster. <laughs> All right, bro. And I think I'm sli- I slid over about as much as I can at this point. All right, there we go. All right. And so if, if I start to smell, bro, feel free to like, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't, do I have any Febreze around here? No, no Febreze. Too bad. So sad. All right. So let's go ahead and get into it, bro. Um, Joe, say hello to Ryan. Ryan, say hello to Joe. What's up, man? How's it going, Ryan? Thanks for coming on. All right. Wait, say it again. I said, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, for sure. All right. So we're doing the headphone thing because my speakers are kind of acting up, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. So I'll go ahead and go first if that's cool. Um, Ryan, you 
started in professional wrestling, why? Why did you choose? Because obviously you got the physique to do football. You probably could have played ball. You could, probably could have done a lot of shit. You probably could have done Chippendales. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you chose pro wrestling. How many times were you dropped as a child and made you choose pro wrestling? Please tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't you even... You put it that way. <laughs> I don't even remember a time where I didn't want to be a wrestler. Okay. I mean, when I was a, a child, you know, I always said I wanted to be an actor until I saw wrestling. And I don't even remember exactly when that was. Um, my entire life, I've told everybody I want to be a pro wrestler for the WWE. Uh, we have big names like AEW coming up uh, since then. And, you know, I've just been chasing that uh, relentlessly. So you don't remember a time where you didn't want to be a wrestler? There wasn't like, yeah, bro, I blew out my knees, so I went to football or whatever. It was like always wrestling yep, for you. It's always been wrestling. So how did you fall in love with it? Was it like your mom, your dad, family? who had, What? Um, I remember my very first match. I don't remember how old I was, but back when I was like, I know you can't see my hand back when I was like this <laughs> there tall. You go. Believe Camera's right there. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm going to slide this thing over, bro, because we got to get you in the shot. There you go, though. You know, back when I was this tall, and uh, I remember the very first wrestler I ever. Bro, why ever, the fuck do saw. I look so small? <laughs> I'm I'm six feet and a half, 320 pounds. I look like a little baby. Look at me, bro. Can you breastfeed me, fam? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Um. So I remember the very first wrestler I ever saw, it was uh, Animal. Uh, oh, fuck the, yeah. Yeah, R.A.P. Um, actually, uh, you know, I'll tell a story later, but yeah, I actually met him uh, at one of the wrestling shows. He I passed away there. last year. He did, yes. And so was, he uh, was one of our first major guests here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Right. So yeah, we got I mean, a lot of love for Animal, right, Joey? Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just an awesome dude. Yeah. Uh, when I met him and, you know, when I saw him on TV for the first time, it was just, I think he was wearing the black and red and I saw the spikes and everything. And immediately so it was kind of like, what is that? Why do I? And so you see now today I wear, I wear a leather vest out to the ring and I actually have spikes on my shoulder that yes. I put on there myself. That's actually a shout out to animal. Shout out to LOD. <laughs> so. Well, you're going to love this. Cause we did, um, wrestle madness about three months ago and we, uh, proclaimed the greatest wrestler of the 80s. That was like our topic. And I believe the winner was Ric Flair. Uh, and that makes sense, right? Yeah. So our next one, and I don't want to spoil it, Skywalker, who's one of our producers here on the show, um, he's putting it together. And I think we're going to do the greatest tag team of all time. Oh, man. And, and we're, we're going to start <laughs> off with a list of 64 teams. And, and to me already, one of the prohibited favorites is probably Legion of Duty. Of course. Right? Of course. So – um, before we go any further, I'm going to actually let you hold these because if I don't, then I'm going to take all the questions and Joe's never going to get anything in. So okay. Joey, I'm going to hand these over to the infinite and, uh, go ahead with any questions you have for him, bro. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. They're absolutely. a little tricky. They're, they're a little fancy. They're Sony joints. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Right. There you go. What's up, man? How's, how's, how's it going? It's going great. I am. At an all-time high with my life right now, so I can't complain. We know, you tall motherfucker. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's my first question, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but uh, you created the, the phase Duras Ex Machina. What exactly does that mean, and why did you create that? Well, it's Deus Ex Machina. Um, Deus Ex Machina. So, uh, 
once upon a time, back when I wasn't wrestling, I was uh, trying to write a... Uh, I'm not exactly sure if it's supposed to be a book or a movie. I'm still writing it. It's like a story I've... Uh, here with her storytelling, you'll know what Deus Ex Machina means. What it means, it translates to God or ghost in the machine or deity in the machine. That's uh, basically uh, a term in uh, storytelling where I've never like, watched a movie or something or read a story where it's like the writer kind of puts the protagonist into like, a corner and they just kind of get out in the nick of time out of the situation and you're just kind of like, well, that's convenient. And basically, it's, that's the God of the machine, God being, being the author, the machine being the story. And so, but ever since I heard that phrase, I was like, I can create a gimmick out of this. God in the machine. I was like, let's blend uh, godliness with like uh, machine stuff. And as you can tell, I'm a huge machine fan. Same, bro. So uh, I, uh, I created this character. I was like, how can you blend godliness with, uh, with a machinery? And I started immediately thinking of obviously Terminator, who's that's a great example role model. Yeah. Uh, and also recently uh, Thanos, which is who I actually based my character off, as well as Darkseid, and uh, okay. from the DC universe. And I was like, uh, you know, I, I came up with the word the infinite before the Infinity Saga altogether. And so I was, I'm a huge fan of his from the beginning. And so I just kind of merged it all together, and I was like, yeah. There it is. There's the infinite. See, bro, I commentate all your shit, and I never knew the full backstory because (laughs) in a a, a 40-second promo, you don't get to explain that. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's that's a great question, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, uh, I I guess that that the next question is uh, you started training in 2010 under the guidance of Handsome Holly Race. What was it like being trained by uh, Handsome Holly Race? Oh, it was surreal. I remember I was fresh out of high school. So I graduated Mm in 2010. So I was fresh out of high school, naive little boy, uh, hitting the world for the first time and trying to become a professional wrestler at the same time. So, uh, but my time while I was there, I got, you know, so much guidance. Uh, Obviously being Harley Race, uh, Amy Henning was there, uh, Kurt Henning's daughter, um, Mr. Perfect's daughter, um, uh, Simon Gotch, uh, he was there at the time. Um, Trevor Murdoch, another big one. Shout out to the NWA all the way around, by the way. I love those guys. So Trevor Murdoch actually owned a bar and grill out there called T. Murdoch's Bar and Grill. And, uh, you know, it was cool to just walk into a bar and be like, hey, there's Trevor Murdoch. So I was internally, I was still that little kid, uh, naive as hell and marking out like crazy. And so I came in there and boy, did they stretch me. So like it's, uh, you know, (laughs) they do that. Harley Race is, uh, you know, he, he is his gimmick. He is a badass. And so that that guy, you know, my I have nothing but positive things to say about Harley when I was there. Uh, mm-hmm. They had this glass table uh, in between two rings when I was there. It was in Eldon, Missouri. And, uh, you know, That's before to, they moved to Troy. Right. Right. OK. Right. And, uh, you know, he used to come sit at that table smoking a cigar and, you know, and he'd say something just really quick and straight to the point about what you could fix about something. And the and 
it was just like genius every time he said it. he'd be like yeah try this kid you know and You're then like, i tried it and it was like boom nailed it anything nice. from a physical activity to just uh, in-ring ideas and uh just picking his brain at the time at such a young age was an honor um i haven't nice. seen him since uh and i know r.i.p harley it really hit me hard here because i wanted to see him again and uh, i never really got the chance to and that's unfortunate so uh, i think he would have been proud of you bro i think so i think he would have been uh hopefully i'll get on a wlw yeah yeah shout out lily race you already know that's my guy hey can, can i tell a quick story here this may not help your chances but <laughs> so in Richmond, uh, I saw Leland going against a guy named Orion. And, bro, I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. Like, my man was laying in the chops. And, and, and Orion is like a dark cat, right? Like yeah. a darker than me. And he and he was the heel and Leland was the baby. And he laid into the kid with chops so much, bro, that he was bleeding from the yeah. chest. So by the end of the match, we were cheering the heel. Because he got this ass whooped so bad that we couldn't even help it. Like, yo, Brandon was there and Sonny was there. You know, those are my partners or whatever. Which You know Cairo, right? Big yeah. dude used to train with you. Uh, used to be a manager or whatever. But, yeah, bro, like, they when you say they stretch you, they stretch you. And I think, in all respect to, to Leland and those guys, but I think they're trying to weed out the weak. Oh, right? Yeah. So many people show up, got yeah. the money. I'm going to do this. I want to be famous or whatever. Bow wow, little scrappy, all these famous people. Bad Bunny being the exception because very few actually step in and do some real shit. But, yeah, I think they're trying to weed out the weak. Would you say that's that's oh, accurate? Definitely. And I saw I started with a class of people and they all dropped off like flies. And I was the last one there. And unfortunately, that was eight years ago and mm-hmm. or more than eight years ago. Now, it's pretty. Uh, I did this around 2010, 2011, All right. and it didn't even really last a year. So I would say if I were to describe it, it was very brief, too. And due to circumstances I really couldn't control, I had to stop. And I started focusing my vision elsewhere. That's a story in itself. Uh, no, I was not in prison. Everybody always asks that. <laughs> did you go to jail? <laughs> no, I was, uh, uh, that's a story in itself. Uh, real deep, real personal. And I had to stop. And... Um, but you know, I'm back now, so I don't need the past. Yeah, back. baby. There you go. And you baby, you're the Russell Talk Podcast Daddy. All right, Jonesy, what else you got for the so, infinite, man? I've got one more question and then we're gonna throw it back to the uh, uh to the night owl. So a lot of wrestlers be before they'll match, they like to listen to music to get themselves pumped up. So my question is, what is your go to song to get you pumped up before a match? Anything to calm me the hell down, because like when you hear that crowd, when you're behind that curtain, right. you just want to you just want to bust out of there like a bat out of hell and just make a bunch of noise. The infinite is not like that at all. Like you, the only time you hear the infinite, you know, turn up a notch is when he's getting aggressive. He doesn't really get excited. He's very. Uh, and, then, and then by then it's too late and they're getting more than what they asked for. Exactly. Is what I've noticed. It's either zero or 100 with him, you know, and that, that gray area he goes in every once in a while and uh so i try to listen to like um any sort of like badassery music but also slow so i'm so like uh let's say Marilyn manson which my theme song kind of has him in it yeah uh, sampled in there at least and so i listen to some something that's just kind of dark and scary and just kind of gets me in a really bad pissed off mood (laughs) and but also calms me down whereas i kind of get that tunnel vision and focus Gotcha, gotcha. Usually when I go out to the ring, all I hear is booze. 
Joey <laughs> 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 Joey got you got Why? signs on hand and Why? shit. <laughs> yeah, because he cheers for the baby faces, bro. I'm a referee. They everybody boos. Yeah, he's a referee. ref. He's got to call it down the line. Yeah. Everybody boos. I I get more heat than 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 some of the top heels. Like I mean, it's just ridiculous. All right, Renee. The, the rest of the go ahead and ask me the questions that you have, sir. Yo, me, my turn. Yes, sir. All right, sir. All right, take those yeah, take those back. Yeah, we're gonna sort this out. By the way, let, Joe's a pretty modest guy. He won't tell you that he's probably one of the most sought after referees on the Eastern Panhandle. Okay. So Joe's kind of a big deal. He's got eight by tens. He's got all kinds of shit. Yeah, he does. He does. He won't say it, but he oh, yeah, is. He's, I see that Undertaker right there. Well, yeah, and you know we got like um, uh, we got uh, Drake Lee. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell, talk to us about a little about about that because we were actually um. Like low key bringing him up earlier without mentioning his name, uh, he actually took a trip down to Texas. Uh, he's uh, spending some time down with Dustin Rhodes, so he's down at the at the. Uh, I don't think it's called the Nightmare Factory. It's uh, whatever Dustin School's uh, name is. It, it was in. Hold on, somebody else looked. Somebody else said sure that shit. Hold on. Because yeah, it's the Rhodes Wrestling Academy or something. Like so he's down there. Yeah. Joe, you mind muting, bro? Please, I got I got some background coming through. Thank you, my guy. Uh, so anyway, so you had a chance to sit down with Drake or CJ. What was that like? Well, what did you guys talk about? What was that uh, that um, conversation like? It was good. I'm. Uh, he's supposed to send me the uh, transcript to it so I can. Uh, you know, that's real terrestrial radio that he does. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, this yeah, internet nonsense that we do. <laughs> John, you're you're a big deal too. Thank you, thank so, you, thank you. It's an honor to be on here, and it was an honor to be on his show too because. You know, he was telling me the details, and I was like, hell yeah, man, that's awesome. I yeah, didn't really know that about him. Girl, yeah. um, I spoke to him briefly in uh, certain locker rooms. Uh, and so, and, you know, just talking to him, he's cool. He's a good listener, too. Yeah, so you may not know this, but he was actually at the Royal Alliance show. Yeah. I, okay, you remember? Okay, so he was the he was one of the commentators, one of the guys yeah. that was, like, the loudest. Well, there was two commentators. One was extremely loud, and, and the other guy did a good job. Shout out to my man, Adam Frex. Uh, of um, what the fuck's the name of this podcast? God damn it. I smoke too much, dog. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> shout out to you, Adam Frex. We love you, bro. <laughs> hey, JP, if you can take us a single screen because uh, Nightmare is off screen right now, I would really appreciate that. Uh, actually, it would make this whole thing look a lot better, too, uh, if you can take us a single screen. Uh, but anyway, you can see we're still working on our production and all that, and we're not afraid to talk about it because, you know, everything's an evolution, right? Who, who better than the infinite to talk about evolution? So so let's talk about that, bro. From the Regal Twins to um, Matt Seidel um, to Cameron Brene to whoever it is that is going to be next in that line. When I joined KCXW, KCXW was getting a lot of heat, especially from local haters. You know who you are. Y'all still watch the show uh, with all that yarder shit. You weren't around yet. Uh, with all that yarder shit or whatever. Now, KCSW is the longest running promotion in KC and the longest running school. So when we talk about evolution, bro, talk to us how, where you've gone from like the first day that you walked into the center, which we both work for KCSW. So we got nothing but love to where you are now. What has that evolution been like? Who has helped you along the way? Give us some highs. Give us some lows. Oh, by the way, shout out to all the people that have made it. Damn it, bro. A lot of talent coming out of KCXW, baby. Let's go. Or the XWC. Yeah. You say, hey, on my man David Cat. Now he's like fucking putting out talent like hotcakes, bro. Yeah, Love that shit. It, so um, there's big plans for them too, by the way. So can't talk about it. But, you know. But um, uh, so I'm coming in. I was actually going to join uh, Trevor Murdoch's school initially. I remember that. Um, so 
I actually met up with Trevor and he remembers me. Uh, he remembers me when I came in. Um, if he doesn't, he did a really good job at lying to me about it. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, bro, I, listen, and, and I may hate to go back to the big thing, but like, there's not a lot of motherfuckers like you. Like, when yeah. somebody meets you, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You were the big guy. When they see me, they're like, yeah, the fat, loud Mexican guy. Boom. <laughs> Why do you think Billy Simmons with me at the, the, the ring announcer, bro? Like, you're like, oh, shit. There's a night and day difference from uh, Harley's and now. When I started Harley's, I was about 190, 200 pounds. All right. Uh, you know, I was still had that underdeveloped body. I, you know, I'm still growing even now. I'm 29, but I, I was like what? 17. You're 29? I'm 29, yeah. I, I found don't, the I don't believe that. A long time ago. <laughs> Shit, give me some of that. Put some in here, bro, a little bit. Yeah, you look good. Oh, thank you, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Baby, I got four chins, though. That's the problem, bro. That's a smart man. Smart man. But, um, so I got, I was going to join Trevor, but then uh, situations happened with him. His school had to uh, close down. Yeah, bro. That only went like six months, unfortunately. Yeah. Man, and so I was, uh, I was going to join it, but then it, it stopped. Um, you know, shout out to Trevor. No hard feelings there at all. I still respect the hell out of him. Well, who so, doesn't? He's fantastic. Yeah, he's a, he's funny as hell too. So I like to just listen to him talk. Really, I've been to one of his seminars before, and he just he's funny. So, but um, so I came in there. I came into XWC with the expectations of a Harley Race in school. So I was like, oh shit. Can I say that? Yeah. Bro, you hear you listening to me talk, bro? Yeah, dog. This, I like, like I said, this is internet radio. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, yes, here we go again. And so, because uh, the first person you I can, saw. by the way, just in case okay. I wasn't clear. The first person I saw was the marksman. Uh, that's a bad boy like, right there. I saw him and I was like, oh, God, he's going to be the guy that's going to whoop my ass. I can already tell. So, and, uh, uh, but. I came in there prepared this time. I was, I was just like mentally and physically prepared. Like I put on significant muscle mass. I, I was when I first started, I was like 230 pounds, maybe right. 235, but I was at Harley's at 200. Right. I've been training to get there. I planned this out, and uh, just a lot of people don't understand it. Like I'll give you another sample. I'm sorry to cut in. Like our boy Dean Alexander, who, fuck, bro, like what he's doing right now yeah. is like a Big dream. Stuff. Right. But I remember cause him and I were friends before he joined the school and he's like, bro, I'm going to go to school. He's like, but when I walk in there, he's like, ain't nobody going to blow me up. And he knew already what they were going to try yeah, to right. do to him when he got there. And he was ready for that exactly. shit. Like that, is that kind of what That's you exactly did? Exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I was like cardio. I was like 90% of his cardio. And so I know I don't do much cardio now, but if I do cardio, it just basically means Really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking the cameras. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that blows me up. So that's where I get my explosiveness, and I'm working on cardio at the same time. And so, like, I'll do explosive squats and such, uh, explosive bench press. So it, it gets my heart rate up, and yeah. so that way I'm able to move heavy weight and be tired at the same time. And so, but I came in there and I was ready. I uh, shout out to Leo D, Kyle Eller. Yo, shout out, man. One of, one of our favorite guests here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yeah. I, Joey, I know you can hear me, even though you're not on the screen, bro. I know you would agree that Leo D is one of our favorites of all time. Yes. He's a good friend of mine. So, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he was my, he gave me my tryout and he, he passed me. And so, uh, you know, ever since then, I always thought this guy's really cool. I want to really connect with this dude. And, you know, yeah. Big shout out to him in general because he has, 
He's a great friend, too. He's a great friend, great guy. You know what his only shortcoming is? That? He's a goddamn Green Bay Packer fan. That's the <laughs> only thing about him that I can't. And, and, see, and we all got best friends like that. Like Joe's one of my best friends. He's a damn uh, Raider fan. So, you know, everybody has flaws. Right, Joey? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, and so, but, yeah, he, I really gravitated towards him, and he really opened some doors up for me. And, uh, you know, I, I try my best to return the favor, but he's really. Well, he was adamant that we book really you for Royal. Like he was like, yo, we gotta get Ryan on that show. I'm like, well, yes. duh, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> All right, so Joe, I, I want you to come back. No, no hookers. There was no hookers. Oh, hookers. That's right. Okay, yeah, there was a family show. Man. So, uh, I want to bring back uh, Joe for this one. So we're gonna get off wrestling for just a second, and we'll jump right back into it. So as far as movie characters, specifically because it plays into your gimmick so much, the Terminator series. Who was your favorite character out of the whole series? We'll start with you, Joe. Then we'll go to me. Then we'll go to Ryan. Who was your favorite character out of the whole Terminator movie series? The whole Terminator movie series? I was always a huge fan of uh, Robert Patrick, the uh, the uh, main villain in Terminator 2. I thought he was the most T-1000. badass dude ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny that you said when you were talking about the inspirations for your character, I kind of always thought that it was all from the Terminator movie. But you, you said Thanos and then you said one so of the I'm Terminator like I'm not the Terminator. Right, right. Well, like, I, like, I, I pay attention to the mannerisms and facial expressions and uh, just also I'm just a big fan in general. Well, it's so funny because I got a story to tell you about what happened uh, at the KWA show. So my favorite character out of the whole movie series by far is Sarah Connor. Yeah, I think she makes the movie from one to two. She the transition was all about her. And I was disappointed that she wasn't in like three, four. Right. But then they brought her back, which was really, really exciting. So from your perspective, what character did you gravitate to the most? Obviously, I'm an Arnold fan. So uh, more specifically, I really like the original Arnold. This one right number here. number yeah. one yeah number one yes I like the heel terminator heel yeah he's yeah. a bad guy and so that's the one that scary I shit too that's the one I gravitated towards and it had more of a horror right right that's what I was gonna and say so, but a lot of people don't know that the first one was like a horror flick yes and then they changed it more to like a like a sci-fi flick sci-fi and also a little bit of a a little bit more emotion in the second one because you know they had a uh, John that he was a face you know he's a good guy in that in that uh, film and. Uh, he was like the father John Connor never had, and so, but he's not really a father. He's just programmed to be, and so it's kind of you kind of hit you in the heartstrings there. Favorite one liner? Of course, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> so, yeah, I say it religiously. Hey, what well, what about yours, Nightmare? What's your favorite? I mean, obviously the I'll be back. I mean, I'll be like, back. That's like the 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 biggest phrase. That's wrong. Okay, remember in Terminator 2 where they're arguing by the payphone, right? And they call the mom and he's like, your, your foster parents are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, but no, it wasn't that one. He, he, he teaches them how to say uh, dip water, shit water, or something like, what's the line? Uh, I think it's... Uh... <laughs> God dip damn shit. it. Dip, dip shit. shit. He's like, you know, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. It's, that deserves more recognition than what it gets. But, but anyway, I wanted to dig into that. And, and I'll tell you why I went off on a tangent. Because when we were at the KWA show, I'm not going to say who, so don't ask me. Well, at least not on camera. Somebody said, 
dude, that guy is money, but he's got zero personality. And I said, and this is real. This is real shit. You already, you know how I am. We're talking about real shit, right? And I said, I looked at him and I said, you don't get the gimmick. And he kind of looked back at me and he goes, just nodded and walked away. So in my, from my perception, why does every character have to be ultimate warrior? Why does every character have to be the, bro, not everybody has to do the same shit. And some characters are better coming out, saying two, three things that resonate, and then whooping ass. Because let me tell you something. Nobody liked Roman when he used to come out and grab the mic and talk shit for five minutes. Nobody liked that. But when he comes out and he makes his two, three sentences, and then Paul does what he does, and then Jay does what he does, it makes way more sense. So let me let me wrap all that into a question. How, how do you feel like you've been perceived in the pro wrestling business? Do you think that there's like a stigma um, – about you because of your size or because of your character and how have you dealt with that um so that's a tough one so take your time so a lot of people they see me i know the first thing they see is muscle and so i auto, auto you know the stereotype is you have muscle and got no brain or even i love this one and the wrestling community if you have muscles they just associate you with uh you can't wrestle and so, oh, so you're a body guy. So just a body guy. And so, uh, I have a brain, you know, <laughs> you know, I was, I was an intellectual before I was, well, you're a successful <laughs> businessman as well, from what I understand in your yes. shoot life. Right. Yes, okay. Yes. So I make, I'm, you know, I'm a lot of things, but stupid is not one. of them. And so if you think so, that's, that's where you messed up real bad. So, but do you, you um, think that's just people's ignorance? I think it's, uh, it could be that, or it could be a, just like, a. They see someone like me, like you said, and immediately I've heard this more than once from you. They say, I see a superstar. And so they have to find a fault to me. Yeah. To try to push me see down. See a superstar, but. Yeah. They can't just be like, yeah, he's got a great look. He's got a great future. He's great. You know, I understand criticism. I right. love criticism. I, I anytime I, I always ask people my opinions on the match and I said, only tell me the bad things. And so I'll hear the good things. Cool. But I want to know what I'm doing wrong. And then there are there are people who just legitimately put you down. You, you know, everybody's got haters, whatever. Right. So I'm not saying that guy at the KWA show. You got haters, you're doing a, something right. Yeah, I'm not going to say that guy at the KWA show was a hater. No. It's just that. He didn't understand it. That, I don't think like, it was any malice. I don't really, like, resonate with the um, over-the-top cartoon characters. And so, like, Hulk Hogan, great. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, great. I'm taking nothing from them. No. But I'm channeling more like Jake the Snake, who who brought the energy Which I prefer. down. And then every once in a while, I'll bring the energy up when it's needed. And so uh, if I have to get aggressive and loud, I will. But uh, think of like how Thanos talks. Thanos does not ever Never yell. yells. He's calm, slow, calculated, demure. He's big and he's got this. So I gravitate towards that <laughs> character just on my own. And so, uh, and so that's what I'm really trying to channel. And, you know, he's Paulie from Goodfellas. You remember Goodfellas? Have you ever seen it? So in Goodfellas, there's a character who's the mafia boss. And when he's being described by the narrator, they said, Paulie doesn't talk or walk fast, but that's only because he doesn't have to. Like people will wait till he gets to the table to start the conversation. People will wait until he walks by to try to to go in that in that same direction. Right. It's about having the right amount of Chad nailed it. Ring presence. And that doesn't mean you come out and talk shit for 10 minutes. Can I do that? Yeah, you've seen me. Well, I can hear it right now. <laughs> like can, so yeah. from a man from the KWA, I love you, man. You're a great uh, fan or whatever. It was a, KCXW, it, it, I mean, it's a 
push out there. And uh, there's a lot of companies out there I did it. Um, so I can come out there and just be robot infinite. I can be the machina infinite, or I can be the deus infinite, or I can be somewhere the deus ex machina infinite. And so I can be a jack of all trades. Like, if you want me to do this for this match? Sure, I'll go out there, but I'll take away certain aspects of that dark side and just kind of go more towards Terminator, you know? And so it's like, I'm, I'm multidimensional with it. And well, so you're a badass. You don't have to say so, shit, bro. People know but, it. But you know I can, though. It's like, at KCXW, they give me a mic all the time. They have me film promos, and I... Kill it. I can speak in riddles and everything. If Kill I, it! You know, they just... So, promoters, book Joey, give me a mic. Joey, does this look like a man right here that can't cut a fucking promo? Because you're listening to him, and I can't get a, work, a word in otherwise. Does this guy sound like a guy that can't cut a promo? Uh, Absolutely not. It sounds like he can definitely cut a promo. Definitely 100% can cut a promo. <laughs> Yeah, people are starting to see that, and so because they always they always associate muscles with stupid, and so all broad no brains. You can have both, baby. Best of both worlds, yeah. right? I was a nerd before I became buff. <laughs> ah, there you go, baby. I I love it. Well, listen, I want to jump into one other thing though, and I'm looking at the clock. I want to make sure I'm respectful because we had about 15 minutes left. So, um, we did just come off a huge show over at the KWA. Thank you, Billy Simmons. Thank you, Adam Pena. Thank you, Mitch Bass. Thank you to the 60 effing wrestlers in the locker room. And that was, and, that was uh, really packed. Back well, there was, there was three locker rooms, actually. Yeah. Right? right? There was, yeah. like, behind the stage, there was that side locker room, and then there was, like, the main locker room down that that long hallway or whatever. So let me, let me uh, take my shot right here. As the ring announcer, I can proudly say that I got more ring time than any of you SOBs. So be jealous. <laughs> my voice was gone after the first day. But here's my first question to you, and, and maybe this will let us know a little bit more about Ryan the person. So this was the very first show that I think I'd been in uh, in about a year. Um, it also was the very first show there was no mask mandate at the show. And I know that that made some people pretty uncomfortable. I know some people were like, relieved, hallelujah. How did you take that, and how did you deal with the change? Because we've been under – you know, at least here in the state of Kansas, we've been under mass mandate for over a year. So did you, were you taken aback by it? Were you excited about it? Were you concerned? How did you feel in general? Because I know everybody had to at least think about it when they walked in the building. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So, like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not the type of guy that's just going to take a situation and complain about it. I'm just going to try to find a way to go around it or straight through it if I have to. <laughs> so uh, it is what it is as long as we're, a wrestling show is a wrestling show. Run it however it needs to be ran. Just get it done. Well, and what's great is I think they did it safely, even though they weren't requiring it. I, I thought it was very well done. And to this point, we're two weeks out and everything, as far as we know, has come back like on the up and up. Nobody got sick. Nobody, yeah. you know, anything like that. So I know that was something that was a little bit of a, a, of a surprise to me. But for me personally, and you already know how I roll, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, God damn, thank you. If I got to be in this suit jacket the whole damn day, I sure as hell don't want to have to wear a mask as well. Uh, but people did do a pretty good job of socially distancing. The wrestlers knew how to how to play their role with the fans or whatever. But, man, it was sure as hell. And I know this is me going to be uh, being a little cheesy, but it was definitely a breath of fresh air. <laughs> We're going to get that drum drop here before too long. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you is, I know uh, when you talk about being an intellectual that you like to study a lot, what are some of the things that you study? What is some of the tape that you watch? What are some of the books that you read, both inside and outside of wrestling? What is the infinite reading when he's filling up the mental capacity? So I haven't really been 
like fully diagnosed, but like, I really think I suffer from dyslexia. So I don't really uh, read a lot, but I listen to a lot of audio books. Okay. And so I like to listen to a lot of uh, self-help books uh, as far as like how business goes. Um, so a lot of um, just anything that kind of motivates you. And I like to, as long as the author is successful, you know. I wanna, you have a recommendation for the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast, one particular podcast or audio book or something that you so would. Many. What do you uh, think? I like to listen to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of uh, uh, millionaires and billionaires, so I can learn their 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 tricks. You know, uh, I got I, one. Say, Robert Kiyosaki, one of my favorites. Yes, yes, I watched. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Uh, he's a good one. Uh, and so on the more uh, not so popular end, uh, I'd say. Uh, as far as like self-improvement, I'd say uh, there's this uh, relationship coach guy named Corey Wayne. Uh, he's, he goes by Coach Corey Wayne. He's a very uh, – he does relationship stuff. He does life stuff. I like to watch that sort of thing, and so I can kind of resonate with it. You know, I don't agree with all of it, but it's it's it helps. And so I always – he has a book um, called Mastering Yourself, which I read a lot. Um, especially during the drives, I'll just kind of play something if I'm by myself. Um, but I like to, I like to study a lot of, uh, psychology on how people think. Okay. And so, uh, I like, I like to know what people tick, you know, I'm, I'm interested in just a lot of science biology thing, a lot biology based things. I like to know why people think the thoughts that they do. And so I'll, I like to pick a lot of brains and so, uh, and just listen. Just listen to people and, and, you know, learn a lot from them. Um, not everybody's like me, and I'm glad. <laughs> so people are interesting. I like to learn about other people, and it helps with uh, wrestling too, quite a lot. Learning how to deal with other people. Well, it does Absolutely. because just like any sport, right, like uh, was that Little Giants, right? Remember when John Madden and Bruce Smith and – and uh, and uh, Emmett Smith, they all get off the bus, and they're, they're doing the training with the little kids, and they say um, – uh, football is 80% physical, no, 80% mental and 40% physical, which obviously is 120, right? But it is, it, it is all a mind game. And I'm curious, I know Joe asked you this question earlier, like other than the music, what do you do to try to sell it yourself down before you go out in front of a crowd? Cause I think that first day of the KWA, we did like 300. The second night was like 400. It was insane. How do you get yourself mentally prepared? What do you think about outside of like maybe the music? Uh, just really, I'm just trying to think about the match. I like to shadow the moves before I go out. Uh, just kind of go through the motions as if we plan a match. Um, I don't like to do a whole lot of that, but if we plan something. So I you like to call it in the ring? Uh, a little mixture of both. Okay. I'm a bullet point guy. Um, and so, but I'll also listen to music, uh, just to kind of slow me down, uh, get me into that mood, that really dark place and just try to pull out that, uh, dark part you know we've all been through some crap so i'm not going to say more yeah, special have. than anybody so right. i'll think of something in my past that really makes me mad and just go out there and be that emotionless uh i guess godly slash demonic cyborg yeah <laughs> boy let's go but I'll say, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get joe's back in here joey let me hand over these headphones real quick and, and while i do yeah. that he puts those on uh i want to give a shout out to a guy who i think had one of his best matches against you and uh, KCXW Saturday Slam uh, just had a new one drop this past Saturday. Guys, if you're not subscribed to KCXW, make sure you go ahead and hit them up on YouTube. It's your boy on commentary. This guy's usually kicking someone's ass on there. 
Uh, well, you're getting compliments, bro. How about that? <laughs> I, I wanted to give a shout-out to Aaron Clay, who, who I felt had one of his better matches against you. Any thoughts real quick before Joe has his next question about uh, Mr. KC and how you thought that match went, or just him in general, because I think he's a, a pretty awesome guy. That was a very fun match. Um, a lot of that match was just calling on the fly. It was a, a simple example of a bullet point match, and I can just I like just thinking of stuff, you know, you look at where they're at in the ring, and I'm like, oh, I can do this move here. Or, hey, he can hit me with this move here. And I say, I'm not really thinking I'm not really thinking about what spot is coming next. I'm just kind of just feeling the match. And that's what that entire match was just, just us feeling it. And so he's also a really good friend of mine, so I know where his mind his is. His mind as well. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Go ahead, Joey. What you got for the infinite? Well, you know, you were talking about what makes people tick, and I know what makes Renee tick. All I have to do is just say I've never seen any of the Godfather movies, and you'll see Renee. Go, what? That, that really pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, how are you? How you call yourself an adult? What, you haven't seen this one. <laughs> Y'all can just continue this interview without me. I'm just gonna sit over here and wonder what my life to, is all about. Well, you'll love them. It, it, as far as like you calling yourself a thinking man and somebody that's cerebral, there's no more cerebral movies than the Godfather movies, and it's incredible. Yeah, it's big family. I mean, you'll love it. You'll love it. So, Go ahead, Joey. So my next question is: You've uh, worked for quite a few promotions, and one of those that sticks out is uh, Warrior Alliance Wrestling. What's it like working for Warrior Alliance Wrestling? <laughs> Come on, Joe! <laughs> oh, Joe, you're killing me right now. Yeah, how was that one show, bro, that you did three years ago? <laughs> there was, there was a, that was, was a good, good show. It was a good uh, one hitter. I hope it's not a quitter. We just need a venue and like $20,000, bro. You want to help me out? <laughs> it was close to home, and it was ran by my good friend, Leo D. So, wait, wait. Your good friends. Friends. Leo D and, and some other guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, but just joking. It was, it was, uh, I also wrestled Aaron Clay, Mr. Casey, on the show. It's also one of my most favorite matches. So I think I can bring out the best in him. And, and he brings out the best in me. Dude, you guys kill it. Uh, and and I guess that that my last question, since we all kind of uh, uh, getting uh, up in, in in time, is uh, and I ask this to a, a lot of the people that come on, and that is, what do you hope that the fans get out of seeing one of your matches? What do you hope that at the end of the night the fans get out of seeing you wrestle? Hope they get pissed off. Yeah, so I real I like. Sure, I can work face, but I love being heel. I love just, I like riding that line of like, where it's almost like uncomfortable at times. I, I, I like, you know, when you think Thanos, you kind of have that uncomfortable feeling like, oh crap, here it comes. Some stuff is going down and I'm not going to like it. So hopefully they get that feeling out of the match, but also, uh, understand the character it's not really that difficult like if you think about it like that's what i was saying you don't get the character think of any futuristic sci-fi or there's recently there's a game called cyberpunk out that's That's like the most ultimate uh representation of uh the infinite anyways so the cyber and the punk i've been wanting to play that game and i have i've never had the opportunity yet uh give it time they're still fixing it they're still fixing it so same with spider-man yeah they're working on the kinks you got PS5? I'm an Xbox guy, but I do want a PS5, but I can't get a hold of one. Yeah, they're hard to find. <laughs> I want you a PS5, too. What? You got? You don't have a PS5, do you, Renee? I do. What? 
Yeah, I sure wow. did. I got it back in March. All two of them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll send y'all a link. Uh, they're, they PlayStation sells them direct. You sign up. They pick a hundred people out of a thousand once a week, and I was one of the hundred. Wow. You put your stuff in in advance, your credit card information or whatever, and and they open the the virtual store for like twenty minutes. And if you're in there, you're there. Nah, I'll send y'all a link. You gotta have the bread though, bro. You got seven hundred on deck. I mean, maybe that's not a problem for y'all, but for me, like. We skipped Christmas for that shit. <laughs> it was worth it, though. That thing is a beast. It's a beast. I was going to ask you who, who you had to... What child did you have to sacrifice to get a PlayStation 5? My left nut. <laughs> <laughs> so all of them in your left nut? That's right. All of them. Whatever, whatever I had left that I haven't fired off already, they're all gone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's all good. Hey, hey, real quick side note. I'm about to go get a vasectomy, like the Miz. The Miz inspired good. me. Is that, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. There's 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 already too many puppies in shelters, so we don't need any more. Male birth control. So yeah, that's bro. The best they can do. I hear, and I know this is totally unwrestling related. I hear it's a lot less invasive for men than it is for women. It is. Like for them, it's like and they then, gotta like yeah, tie the two. For us, it's just like one. I'm scared of it. And, and you're done. I'm scared. You're of scared of somebody done. going into your well, sack. Well, I had a teacher in uh, high school that told me it feels like it's getting kicked in the nuts. Like all day long. Well, I've like, been married for 20 years, bro, so I know what that what? feels like. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe's like, I know. <laughs> Let me what? tell you how much of a Joe, uh, a genius Joe is. So his wife, like, and you'll you'll understand this someday when you're, anyway, when you're married. Um, so so the wives always that. give us, what'd you say? Then they're done. Okay, okay, again, or maybe never again, who knows. But anyway, so he was getting up time to heat like me. About the wrestling, because you know it's like we—it's not only the podcast; it's also like the ring announcing, the commentary shit, the fantasy shit that we do. Like you know about all that, right? So Joe brought his old lady. Hey, Joe, why don't you tell this story, bro? Because I forgot who told you. I think he got a tip from somebody. I don't know if it was Bob Evans or somebody else. He's like, "Hey, you want to get the old lady to stop giving you heat about it? Go ahead, Joe. You tell this shit. This shit to uh, Infinite. He'll dig it." Yeah. So. Uh... Bob Evans was on the uh, podcast, and uh, if you don't know, Bob Evans does does a phenomenal job with uh, with with helping people in the obesity. He he will yeah. help you how to make 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 merchandise, how to get bookings, and one of the things is is he he can tell people how to to get their wives involved in the wrestling business. Oh, so okay. what I've done is. I bring my wife to my shows now, and I've actually started making my own merchandise, so she's going to be selling my merchandise at the <laughs> wrestling shows. So that way, I don't get the heat of not being home because she's going to be there with me at the show. So, because, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, if you're at a show every single Saturday, it's, you're spending too much time in blah, 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 blah. I'm sure that Renee's heard this multiple times about all of the, the wrestling shows. So. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So we got to go through, bro. So there you go. That's how Joey figured yeah, it out. And, uh, I can relate to that. I'm, I'm, uh, in a relationship now and she has right. definitely helped out. So I'll right. be uh, exactly. posting some, uh, some stuff on social media here pretty soon that I can give her hundred percent credit for. Oh, there you go. Sorry, ladies. Sorry for the bad news. <laughs> no doubt. I'll take those back for me. All right, Joe, I'm going to jump back in real quick here and uh, ask Ryan a couple of final questions. So um, you've come from WLW for a short stint, um, then to KCXW. Now you're traveling and doing uh, what promotions? Can you, can you talk to us about the promotions you've 
worked for so far and some of the highlights and maybe even lowlights of your career thus far? So KCXW, um, that's my hometown's uh, promotion. Same. And, uh, you know, they're my go-to always. Um, hell, I even got Kansas City tatted on my arm. KC Mo. Oh, um, I'm so sure Hollis, Cape, 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 Hollis Cape, for some Cape. reason has a problem with Kansas City. He loves Jackson. Anyway, we'll get into that so, some other time. CCW Cape Championship Wrestling. Uh, huge respect there. They treated me like gold since the beginning. They took one look at me and said, yeah, you're a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> look at that comment down there. She said, oh, he, damn, he's taking, oh, well, I'll wait for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Told you the ladies was going to be losing it in here. <laughs> I CCW so, CCW uh, XWECEW. Uh, Where's that? Uh, you know, Iowa, Iowa, Central Empire uh, Wrestling. Okay, I know those guys. Uh, Shout out. Yeah, with uh, Austin Bayless, cool dude. Huge respect. He brings in a lot. Of, I got punched in the face by the Shockmaster on their show. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. He's a big dude. Put that one on your freaking <laughs> resume. <laughs> yeah, I got pictures of it too. So. That's dope. Um, uh, IWA. Uh, uh, those are. Really good, respectful people. The promoter there is the nicest dude ever. He welcomed you with open art and his wife. They got they have a, a nice uh, restaurant down there too, and it's this delicious. Uh, their goals right there, them too. Um, where else have I been? Uh, Levi McDaniel's uh, fight promotions. Um, that was a good time there. Um, so. A lot of these promotions, you know, they usually just take one look at me and they're like, yeah. Come on in, buddy. Let's look at this guy. And so that's exactly the impression I wanted to give. So, you know, I bust my ass outside of the ring as much as I do inside the ring. And that uh, that uh, stuff outside of the ring, you know, it's that people notice it as they should. That's the goal. And I see a comment there, WWE. Yes, I have worked for WWE. Yes. January 20th, 2020. I got kicked in the face by Aleister Black. Oh. <laughs> so I am tied with Kofi Kingston at eight seconds for the quickest loss. So I guess that's my claim. In that. history. That's right, baby. Yes. But I, I thought Daniel Bryan had that one when he got the brogue. I think Kofi's when he lost to Brock, I think that beat Daniel. Wow. Did he, that might have, yeah, that Daniel one might have been 12 or 13 seconds. You're right. So. That's crazy. Jackie yeah. saw it. Yeah, Jackie saw it. She's a good friend of mine. Hi, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so dope, man. That, that is so dope. Well, I, I also wanted to make sure that we didn't miss um, uh, XWE and the KWA. I know we talked about them already. Um, oh, WPW is another promotion. World Just Powerhouse, man. Good friends of the show as well. Yes. We love those guys. They take care of us as well. Just started with them. They, they love me there, and I love so what are you what are you doing for them right now? Who who are you uh, lined up against? Right right there. I just did a uh, match with a uh, Hollis Giroux and uh, a a Clay, uh, uh, Mr. Casey. So uh, and there, one other guy. Um, oh man. I know his name. But he lo- he really loves Tech Nine, so that's what we'll that's put what it in the doing. comment section later. Yeah, we won't yeah. we won't forget. So, it. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to. Well, you see me. I forgot all I'm kinds. Just, of I'm shit dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, it was. A, we it both was have a, excuses. I'm a stoner. A you're a dyslexic. So <laughs> whatever, bro. America, damn it. <laughs> all right. So final final question for me, and then we'll let Joe get in here with a final question as well. So, the culture of professional wrestling. Um, it's not overly political, which is a good thing. Um, but everyone's kind of shooting for the same thing. Everybody wants to to be the top guy. Everybody wants to be the top draw. Everybody wants to be the top moneymaker. What 
are your objectives in the world of pro wrestling? And do you feel like the culture of professional wrestling today is going to facilitate what your ultimate goals are? It doesn't matter what the culture is. I'm always going to adjust to it. You have to. Uh, Jericho said it best. You know, you just got to change with the times. So uh, it doesn't matter what they're putting out. I'm going to respect it and I'm going to do what is necessary to uh, remain relevant. So my goals are to just, it's all, 100%. I want it all. I will go to WWE, AEW, I don't care. I will, I want to work with for those companies and I love the product that they're putting out now. Like, holy crap. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> I, I love the idea of you in New Japan Pro Wrestling um, with like a Jay White oh. slash, and, and I know this is gonna sound like a like a step down, but like a bad luck fallet type vibe. Like you, you know, who bad luck fallet is he's he's one of the original Samoan guys down there, part of the original mm-hmm. Bullet Club or whatever. Super big, like six six, three hundred fifty pound Samoan guy. Just doesn't say a whole lot, but doesn't need to. Whenever he's in a match, you already know he's about to beat the shit out of like at least half the guys there. So personally speaking, I think I, I think you would fit in great there to really? start and then i mean i don't know if that's a start or a finish but dude yeah, you'd be fantastic the there. yes they do and they're so. not afraid of anything so uh joey why don't you go ahead and unmute yourself bro any final questions and i do believe i'm hearing from our production crew that we are going to be able to squeeze in a shoot and shout tonight so hopefully you're ready bro this is going to be a good one but joe any final questions for the infinite yeah i do i have one final question and i'm sure this is on everybody's mind is when is the Infinite going to be the KCXW Heavyweight Champion. Oh, I, I will sort of cut this in an Infinite style. Put uh, the glasses on, though, my guy. Okay. Got to put them on. Oh, here we go. Oh, shit. So, the Infinite will be champion when it's damn good and ready. <laughs> Short, sweet, That's it, baby. Marksman, I know you watch the show every week. Dude. Be ready because this guy in the singularity. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'm the commentator. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not. We're touching tips. We're touching tips. It's not the first time I've touched tips with somebody. Okay. That's really gross. All right. So let's do this. Let's get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk podcast shoot and shout segment. Usually we do trivia right now because, but because the audio is all wonky and shit, we won't do that. Joe, do you want to go first on your shoot and shout? I'll go yeah. – uh, actually, we'll let Infinite go second, and then I'll go third because I got a pretty impassioned shoot and shout segment. So, Joe, why don't you explain to the Infinite, Ryan Gingell – again, guys, and I haven't mentioned this already, follow the Infinite, Ryan Gingell, on all his social media platforms. He'll accept you on his shoe page. He'll take you on his character page. He don't care, bro. He just wants I, I, love. I have a thing. What? I'm going to follow everybody that follows me back until I make it somewhere. Because those are the and then all y'all get deleted, damn it. No, I'm, I'm not going to keep them there. So I'll, I'll, delete, I'll delete. Of course, I'll be adding to it before I make it. But I'm going to accept everybody. So if I make it there, I'm not going to remove you because those are the ones that, that were there from the beginning. And that's my Yes. Oh, and by the way, if you're one of the people that follows my man tonight, he's going to tell me. The, the people that followed him, we got a gift for you courtesy of the Wrestle Talk podcast. And it ain't some bullshit little action figure. It's going to be a good gift. So if you follow this man, he'll let me know. He'll let Joey know. He'll let Hoss know. And we'll go ahead and send you a gift 100% on the WrestleTalk podcast. How's right. that sound? How's that sound? Right. We got some autograph shit. Look at all the dope shit I got, bro. I got yeah. all kinds of dope shit. Yeah. Okay. All right, Joey, why don't you go ahead and explain the shoot and shout to our boy, The Infinite? 
Do we have music, or are we just not doing music? What do you say? Do we have music, or no, no music, no music. No, We're working right. on that. Work in so progress, under construction. So basically, I'm gonna go go first. Uh, it's gonna take like like thirty seconds, and just say whatever is on my mind. You're gonna go second, and then Renee is gonna finish it up. So my shooting shout. Oh my goodness, my shooting shout is this. So how are you going to get rid of Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, all these other wrestlers, and then bring in? The one person that nobody asked to come back, and that is Eva Marie. Nobody asked for Eva Marie to make a return to professional <laughs> wrestling. Nobody. I'm done. <laughs> Joe's wet dreams asked for Eva Marie. That's what that's who asked for Eva Marie. <laughs> uh, Damn. All right. Well, you get the gist of it, right? It doesn't even have to be wrestling related. Give us one thing. Get it. It, just, it could be anything, bro. Anything that's got you hot and fired up, give it to us, bro. It could be anything. I swear. There's nothing off limits. Like anything that gets me riled up. Yeah, anything that's like pissing you off. Like uh, whether it's like uh, the fact that the, the, like a bag of chips is only halfway full or gas prices or like <laughs> fucking annoying marks or whatever, bro. It doesn't even matter. Like just not much that makes me mad, man. Like Stay a strong center person. That's what Greg always books tries. Yeah, yeah, but this is the gimmick, so you got to give us something. Okay. Make it up. I don't care. All right. I, I really cannot stand Kansas and Missouri drivers. Oh, oh damn. God. That's real shit right, right there, I was, bro. I was raging on the way here. I'm like, yo. God. Forward. <laughs> so, you think like, it's cell phones, bro? What? You think it's people's cell phones and shit? That's something. Called? I don't know. Or they're just like, hey, man, mom's on. Soccer moms? This man shooting on soccer moms. That's some real shit. <laughs> That's real heel shit. He's shooting on soccer moms. All right, all right. I even wrote mine down today. I'm going to tell you what my shooting shout is. My shooting shout is anybody under the age of 25 talking about anything. I don't want to hear you, stupid mother. Listen, oh, I see somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see somebody today on, uh, on an NBA page. Says, I love basketball. Somebody was talking about Michael Jordan was overrated. What? And, and this is the argument they were making in their support of LeBron James. I'm like, bro, you can love LeBron, but calling Michael Jordan. So I just had to attribute it to like ignorance based on age because this person looked like they were maybe 20, like they were born in like 2004 or something. I don't know, bro. But if you're under 25 and you're talking about historic shit, Please make sure you got your facts straight because you sound like a dumbass. And, and I'll tell you what it, it made me think of. Joe, you'll, you'll, you'll uh, recall this. We had a conversation about a month ago, maybe two, where a bunch of people online who had never heard of AEW and hadn't really watched any wrestling uh, were watching Chris Jericho. And they were talking about how he looked fat and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, yo, y'all really don't know who this man is. Right. Like Jericho is legitimately like top 10 GOAT in the pro wrestling business, uh, yeah, period. I, I like studying him. I study him like all the time. Well, well listen, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, if you didn't know who this man was 20 years ago and you're just basing off what you're looking off now, first of all, the people passing judgment look like me. 
All right, they never seen a workout that they never seen a workout they liked, and they never seen a donut they didn't like. It's the same people who say that uh, I'm all broad and no brain. Exactly, they don't know shit, you idiots. So anyway, if you're under 25 and you want to have an opinion about anything before the year 2000, just just zip it. Like the old saying goes, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason because God wants you to listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> damn, shut your damn mouth. Y'all sound like a bunch of damn idiots. That's my shoe shot for tonight. Joe, any final thoughts, bro, before we close out tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 344, if you can guys can be- freaking believe it. It's incredible. Joey, what you got? Just uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the podcast. Uh, it's been absolutely amazing. Hopefully, we'll, we will get you back on. Hopefully, sometime I'll be able to come down to Kansas City to, to watch one of your matches. Cause, oh, yeah. He'll be in town. Because the, right. the only matches I've ever seen in Kansas City was uh, for uh, what was We went to the uh, NWL show. NWL, yes. Yeah. That, that, that was the only one, so... I'd like to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, he may be down for our next watch party. I know you guys always do your shit at Clay's house, but uh, uh, SummerSlam at Kincaid. Joe is planning on being here. He's digging through his couch, cushions. You know what I'm saying? He, he's he's not going to buy that next video game because he wants to be here and uh, make sure that he supports us over at our events. And and the, I guess the last thing I want to say is uh, thank you. I know you're a busy guy. I know you got work tomorrow. You had work today. Uh, so, number one, um, welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family. And number two, bro, I'm so glad that whatever it is that caused that hiatus, I'm glad you got over it and that you came back to the world of professional wrestling. Because the way I look at you, bro, is like you're a gift to the sport. So as long as you stay healthy and as long as you stay motivated and as long as you stay hungry. And listen, bro, we talked to Josiah Williams before he got signed by NXT. We talked to Punishment Martinez. You might know him as Damian Priest. So it, it just so happens that when people come on the Wrestle Talk podcast, they eventually become a really big deal. Right. So so I'm just telling you right now, it, it, right. Cameron Brene has been on the show. So like all I'm saying to you is you're definitely on the right track. And it's just a matter of time before you could. Hey, shout out to No False Count Anywhere, one of our uh, sister uh, podcasts. We absolutely oh, love those guys down there uh, in the St. Louis area. Uh, but point being, bro, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Hopefully you enjoyed it and promise us this will not be your last visit on the show. No, I got so many stories. I had to take another hiatus, which we can talk about next time. So you asked me about my highs and lows at KCXW. One of the lows caused a hiatus there. So here's a, that's a cliffhanger, I guess, for the Woo! next episode. And, and I got a Rob Van Dam story for you where I got to actually meet him and hang out with him. So next time you oh, come, wow. maybe I'll tell you my RVD story. How about it? Joe's got a couple of good stories too, right, Joey? I do, and I know the story you're talking about, the RVD story. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time. Uh, John, uh, Hardcore House, why don't you come on camera real quick, bro, before we let you go. He's our audio engineer, also helps us with all the visuals and stuff. Uh, just want to make sure he comes on here and, and we give him his props. Uh, so, John, uh, before we get out of here completely, bro, did you have any final thoughts about tonight's show? Any uh, questions for the Infinite? Before we close out episode 344 in appropriate fashion, bro, make sure you unmute yourself. What do you got? Man, just another another awesome show. You know, it, it was great to, to hear the infinite and to learn more about him. Um, and I've already gone on and followed him. And uh, so I, I'm definitely going to learn more about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And by the way, John, thank you for bringing Kevin Mears, bro. That was a, an excellent interview. 
Uh, Ryan was telling me off uh, off uh, screen here that he really enjoyed that interview as well. So I mean that that tells you from from, from a worker to a worker. I mean people really seem to enjoy Kevin Mir. So thank you for bringing him on as well. Oh oh yeah definitely, and uh, just thank you to all the Wrestle Talk family uh, for for supporting us out there, and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. So that's it. That's how we do it. See, you got a lot of followers coming. All right. All right, right, man. You can bring us back to single screen. Thank you, Joey. Thank you, Hoss, man. I got a couple of final words, bro, and then we'll go ahead and get out of here. So just last final quick shout out to uh, KCXW, XWE, World Powerhouse Bro, CWE, CCW. Any other ones you want to throw in there? Uh, IWA. IWA. Just to be specific, David Cadden, Adam Houck, and Derek Stone. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, Derek Stone was one of our guests for episode 300. We love. I miss him so much. Come back, Derek. He's in uh, Colorado, or is he up north now? I think so. He moved to Wisconsin, something like that. Wherever he is, come back. Yes. See, I'll come to you. Yeah. (laughs) We need you back, Derek. We love you so much. Well, guys, that's the conclusion of episode 344 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Remember, support our sponsors. That is the uh, – are you an MMA guy? Yes. Okay. So, believe it or not, Pat Milicic and Jay Hollywood are sponsors. Okay. Pat Milicic is going to be having a, a wrestling match in the near future. I'll talk to you about that off the off the air. Uh, so, shout out to them. Shout out to the legend, Pat Milicic, UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, shout out to Kincaid, the home of our next watch party. Hopefully the infinite will be there. Royal Mills transportation. If you got a little bit too much to drink, like yours truly every single Tuesday night, call those guys anywhere in the Kansas city area. Rathbum engraving. Make sure you guys get your wrestle talk podcast mug with the engravement right there for $20 plus shipping. Uh, I 70 sports media. And of course, we want to thank the FWWC, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, for always supporting us. They've got their own podcast Friday night right here on the Wrestle Talk Network at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. That is it for us, ladies and gentlemen. The Infinite Ryan Gingell, Kevin Mears, The Night Owl, Nightmare Jones, and Hardcore Hoss are signing off tonight. Grace and peace to all of you. And Drake Lee, brother, we know you're going to kill it down in Texas. Blessings to you. Hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Return to the D was imminent. Step into the mic, it's like a brand new lyricist. I'm here to do what should have been done 10 years ago. You can't fuck with me. I'm stepping out the shadows. So walking overloaded, I'm ready to explode. I've lost all self-control. Setting your skills like Highlander, one slice in. I watch your head roll.